Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, James, it's the end of 2020, and what a great year it's been. Everyone's flourished. The news has all been amazing. What a wonderful year we've had. Yes. So we thought here at Off Menu in the Dream Restaurant, we'd round out a fantastic year by playing a best of episode. Why not? It has been, as you say, a fantastic year. I mean, the only thing that has struggled this year is podcasts. It's been very difficult to make podcasts in 2020 for some reason, but we managed to put out 46 episodes and we've got some absolute humdingers when it comes to clips in this. I can't wait to just relive a little trip down memory lane, Ed. Memory lane. Oh, memory lane. There's so many brilliant clips. It's more like memory high street. Ah, it's the Memory Boulevard. Memory Boulevard. Let me say, the high street, another thing that's really flourished this year. Ah, that's that's gone from strength to strength. God bless it. More like the higher street. (laughs) It's gone even higher than we ever thought possible. I thought that high street couldn't get any higher, but it got even higher. It's even higher than uh, than Cheech and Chong. (laughs) An excellent reference. Yeah. Uh, And it's been a great year for Cheech and Chong as well, of course. Yeah, congrats to Cheech and Chong if you're listening, boys. Well, we start this year's best of with another batch of food and drink inventions. That's how we started last year's best of, and let's do it again. Our guests, James, are food innovators. Should we hear they from are. some of our food innovators? Yes, here's some of the wonderful recipes that our guests came up with themselves. They think outside the box and in your mouth. We've got Catherine Ryan, David O'Doherty, Reggie Watts, Simon Rogan, and Joe Brand to hear from. Take it away, guys. Mm. Let's say then I would have like a Don Julio white tequila lime and soda. Oh, wow. lovely. That's really nice. I don't that like yellow good. tequila, but I like white. Right. Sounds like I, I, I quite like one of those now. now you said <laughs> I quite like a mm. tequila lime and soda. And you can have a little um, chili in it as well. That's really mm. nice. Like get a green chili and a green lime. Mm. Oh, 
I love this. Is there a certain place that you've had this or do you make them yourself at home? Oh, I make them at home. <laughs> I have like a whole drinks fridge and it is popping, but you can get it anywhere. Like, Hold on, you got a drinks fridge? Mm-hmm. Talk about the drinks fridge, please. Yeah, I want to... I, 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 my mind's been open to... Uh, my fridge is like normal size. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people with some pretty impressive fridges recently. Mm. My have fridge... You? I have. What? I've seen like Who? people doing like tours of their houses and showing like their fridge and stuff. Who? There was a car there one of the Kardashians did it recently. Oh yeah. Did like a walkthrough of like yeah. was it Kim Kardashian did a thing where she showed her fridge and it was just full of drinks and everyone was like, Oh, she didn't eat food. Well she's showing that she just has drinks and then she's like, Oh no, that's not my food fridge and then she's got just got like a walk in wardrobe sized fridge. Yeah. Proper like she works she works in a restaurant. That's my dream. Yeah. yeah. It's huge exactly fridge. like a restaurant walk in fridge. It's a really healthy oh, yeah. fridge. You're a big admirer of uh, the Kardashians, right? I mean, I admire anyone that everybody else hates. Yeah. And then I just think they're not hurting anyone, really. Uh-huh. Nobody really needs to be a billionaire. Fine. They're a bit vacuous. Fine. Uh-huh. But I like to relax. And when I watch the Kardashians, I see big, delicious salads, mm-hmm. nice green teas and juices. I see tasteful interiors. I always am kind of fascinated by how their makeup's going to be and how their hair's going to be and what they're going to be wearing. And they're always doing things that look like beautiful. And there's some like, I don't know, aesthetic satisfaction out of that. The same way, I don't know, people probably get satisfaction out of watching a sport. Yeah. I don't tell yeah. people, oh, what's it matter? It's only a game. It's like, no, you like watching football yeah. and screaming at the telly. So do that. And then I really like seeing mm. how Courtney's like done her wallpaper. I like it. Kardashians <laughs> are great. So I don't have a fridge like that. Like, that's my dream, for, like, to have a huge fridge. Yeah, I'd like, although I used to work in kitchens and uh, the walk-in fridge would never be very pleasant. No. Because they'd lock you in it and stuff. In, well, no, we would lock each other in, in the free, fridge and the freezer, yeah. Well, you, you, really, your dream is that you get someone in the walk-in freezer and then you lock that because you can't open that from the inside. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then they'd be, they'd be like, oh, God, please. And that, that was a lot of fun. But no, the fridge was just... Just smelly. Yeah. Miss, it literally smells in here. Miss, <laughs> it literally stinks in here. Yeah, that's what I'd say. When I was in the in the walking. But you've got a you've got a drinks fridge and you've got a food fridge. You've got mm-hmm. separate fridges. See, that's good. That's I'd, I'd like that. It just feels very adult mm. to be like, mm-hmm. "Hello, welcome to my home. Let's go over to the drinks fridge and like, what would you like? Oh, there's no wine left again. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Are we going with the tequila, lime, and soda? With I a think, bit of chili. Yeah, that's the most. Um, that sounds delicious. Interesting. Refreshing, <laughs> light, and it gets you fucked up. Is there like a, a cocktail name for it, or is it just tequila lime and soda? I think it's tequila lime and soda. Yeah. Well, you can name it here officially, and people will listen to you as well because uh, we've just had word that Greg Davis, who's uh, a, a previous episode uh, in his local curry house, he complained on the podcast that they've taken lime pickle off the normal condiments at the beginning, mm. uh, and you have to ask for it. Uh, and he texted me the, the other day to say he went in there and they've heard the podcast and they've now put lime pickle back on the menu and they call it Greg's Pickle. Aww. It says Greg's Pickle on the menu. That's So really if cool. you want to name that cocktail now... It's Some menus may forever. take it up. Yeah. Oh, well, what would you call it? Well, I think the reason that I drink it, so this might help with the name and perhaps we can workshop, is that I believe that like really clean white tequila doesn't give you a hangover. Okay, mm-hmm. And like then soda isn't doesn't have like that many calories. Mm-hmm. 
And then lime's nice. It's spicy. I don't know. <laughs> a good. I was going to say like something like good morning, but then that suggests you should drink it in the morning. Yeah, perfect. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's quite the good, good morning. The good. Good morning is a great name, man. The good, good morning. morning. The good yeah. morning is a great, great yeah. name for it. So what's your yeah? What's your main course? So it's a it's a it's a large ironware French influenced brightly colored pot, yeah, and uh, it <laughs> it's chicken and all the veg. It's that one, right? And it's you, you you throw it in the oven and you can leave it in for two hours. But you know what? Leave it in for four. It'll be even more falling off the bone. And this is the kind of I'm like, you know, the way Messi, Lionel Messi in football, probably the coach doesn't tell him what to do. Just goes out, go out there and do your stuff. Like, I am like, you are using, you are wasting that on on me and Ed. (laughs) You know, you know, Messi, guys. Uh, I I thought you were referring to uh, Mr. Messi from the Mr. Men. Yeah. He is the so he's the most talented footballer in the. There's this game called football. Uh, how far back do you go? The um, he he's an instinctual player, and I am an instinctual chef. But where he is very good, I am very bad. So I fire things in. So uh, we've got the lacrue. Ah, we've got the uh, ironware pot, and we sear. We do the searing where you put it on the hob with uh, oil in it and sear the chicken, like full chicken we're talking here. And then the problem is, I don't remember what I did. I don't remember the order. I remember I put various veggies in and potatoes and popped the lid on and put it in the oven for three hours, a bit of stock, some uh, red wine, uh, a, a selection, handfuls of various things from the herb garden but i don't remember what i did and i don't remember what i put up the chicken's asshole i don't remember anything about it and i've been chasing that dream for three years now trying slight variations on it and every single time it comes out like uh like boiled you know, like children in the Second World War who had to move out of London and live in the countryside. It's sort of like the food that they would eat. That's what it always turns out as, where the carrots are hard, even though they've cooked them for five hours. And the fucking chicken is just like, you know, someone has just put it in a tumble dryer and let it just fall around on itself for a week. <laughs> I love that your your approach to cooking, you're, you're from a jazz dynasty. You take a jazz approach to cooking as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to, but I am uh, missing the key element of jazz, which is to be highly musical. Like, you know... Um, you know the way they say about jazz, it's it's the notes you don't play that are more important than the notes you play. Well, the ingredients you don't use and the ingredients you use, they're all bad from <laughs> but but I'll still keep going. I'll still keep trying. I'll try to chase that dream. And that is what I would like the genie to 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 make for me. Does the dish have a name? Is it Coco Van? It must be Coco Van, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, but like, what is Coco Van? It's it, you. You put stock. You put red wine. You can put white wine as well. I've tried it with that. Maybe I put in white wine. And what temperature do you do you put it in at one seventy? Do you put it at one thirty? Do you leave it in for four hours? I don't know. 
And uh, I ca- so it's Coco David is what we'll call it. Right. Coco amazing. David. Absolutely amazing. Your name is David O. Doherty, and you call it Coco <laughs> David. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> absolutely incredible like i like a starter to be flavorful and small yeah so i would say because sometimes we get starters and really they're just it's a meal right it's like a meal before a meal that's why i like starters it, well okay that's see. why he loves me it's a way of sneaking in another meal oh i see i yeah, see yeah, yeah. yeah but then you're probably like playing soccer for like six hours afterwards and then it you know matter. me reggie i'm always playing soccer for six hours directly after a meal <laughs> i think professional soccer players play soccer for six hours and they certainly wouldn't do it after they've eaten oh my god <laughs> yeah i i would say something on a, like a little crostini or something like a little flavorful thing i don't know what it would be but because uh, you know, starters are weird. It's a what, non-starter. What, 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 why do they make you feel weird? Well, because, like, I know that I should probably just order a meal. You know, like, uh-huh, because, yeah. like, I know when I do a starter, I like the idea of it. It's yeah. really cozy. You're with your friends. And you're like, oh, maybe we could get it for the table. You know, uh, but I eat it, and then I'm kind of already full. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, ah, oh, now I have a meal coming. And yeah. then I have to pretend like I'm not full for the meal. And, yeah. that, you know, that's, that's tough. That's a lot of acting. How yeah. do you how how do you pretend to not be full? What's the sort of <laughs> you just you just go like, well, I gotta eat this. That's that's, it. that's the mentality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we you know here in, in LA, you might be going for a meal with a casting director, and you can and, and you go right, like, I've got to pretend to be not full, and then at the end go, just so you know, I was full for that whole. Meal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, the role is yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, is it right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the, that's how you have to do it. You just have to eat it and you yeah. just have to be like man this is my first meal i didn't have a starter keep making going like oh mm. yeah mm, this is good yeah. oh whoa boy i can't believe this you know a lot of that <laughs> yeah but to yourself maybe or maybe mm, look at that oh yeah and then commenting on the color the heat whatever the temperature it all helps if you want to you can just pass on the start we've had guests pass on the start I'm gonna before pass. i'm gonna pass ed will be upset because he's a starter boy and he loves it's such a waste it's his favorite course even when you were circling around Crostini, I was like, that's too small. Oh. <laughs> I thought you. What's a Crostini? Like a that. little crispy bread thing. You know, like, with like tiny, thin, crispy bread, and then they, they oh, put yeah. things on it. They, they put, put like a tap- tapenade on there or something. Mm. Yeah, like put like tapenade yeah. or, yeah. or a want, mousse. If you want, I can just give you the Crostini and that's it. Man, maybe I do a, a starter. Maybe I do a. Yeah, maybe I do a Crostini with um, a pureed uh, air sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't fill up on air though. No. 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 no I won't. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. Air sauce. No air sauce for sure. Air sauce sounds like an insult. <laughs> hey, get out of here, you air sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't know what that is, but the way you said it sounds like it's not supposed to be favorable. <laughs> yeah. So I had a little bit of a little bit of a deviation away from gin and tonic. I, it was called the floor clearer. <laughs> so if you picture we're finishing the work uh, going after work or if I'm off on a night just going to sit at the bar and uh, it's, a, it's a pint pint glass lovely quadruple gin in there right uh, eight ice cubes and then just fill it up with a really spicy hot fiery ginger beer oh, oh yes and Angostura bitters 
Yes. So basically, the effect was uh, as I more as I drank more of this drink and went on to the next one, I got louder and louder, and the floor cleared. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and that was it. We called it the floor clearer. Uh, quite handy at closing time, obviously, because yeah. there's no one left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyone out anymore? Um, but then she so went back to gin. Um, I don't drink it as bad as what I used to. Uh-huh. Uh, very sort of regulated now. Um, Tanqueray is the is probably the the gin of the my choice. Gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink too much of it, the W goes on the front of it instead of T. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's that's my drink, and uh, that's I think any drink that starts with it has to be in a pint glass. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I've tried, take I've, a pint glass, and I've tried taking that, you know, to to other pubs. Um, and you tried to ask people to make, to make it. Uh, but then realised it cost 25 quid yeah. to, <laughs> to, to actually drink it. And I just thought, God, so it's, were these costing 25 quid every time I drank one in my own pub? In own, no wonder we were crap at it. No wonder we were shit. So, it was uh, a huge loss every single day. Yeah, I can't figure it out. The so, I love the reason you won't get it in another pub is not is because of the price, not because you have to go, get a pint glass, yeah. quadruple gin. Yeah. I mean, every time I did it, it, did it uh, explain it, I did get a few raised eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, where the quadruple gin was probably the first... Uh, First big sort of obstacle to yeah. to navigate for people actually pouring you one. It's like, no, don't be so stupid. Especially be going in there with a, a tray of dolphin ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what side dish are you going to choose to go with that? This is the smorgasbord. There's, like, there's quite a lot going on already. Absolutely. Um, I well, I would have sort of four or five different types of coleslaw. <laughs> is that allowed? <laughs> Because I love that as well. (laughs) I didn't know there were four or five different types of coleslaw. If you could please take us through them, Joe. Yes, okay. Well, there's the normal one, okay, where you just have, like, chopped up cabbage, onions, grated carrot with mayonnaise, okay? Right. And then there's a type of coleslaw that my mum used to make when we were kids, which which had all that in it, but it also had grated cheese. Mm-hmm. And instead of having mayonnaise, because we didn't have that in the 1960s, I don't know if you know that, we had something called salad cream, which everyone on telly who's over the age of 60 keeps blaring on about and saying is great. And everyone else who's under the age of 35 just turns their nose up and go. Oh my God, it sounds appalling. <laughs> and it's great uh, because I'm old. And so I would have that. I would have salad cream coleslaw instead of mayonnaise coleslaw. But you've also got mayonnaise coleslaw as well, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you would have a type of coleslaw which has got all that in and you just add sort of extra bits in that you feel like doing. So like a bit of... Um, raw cauliflower or, you know, stuff that people would go, I think you'll find that's not in traditional coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Well, once one. on this podcast, is that every episode of this podcast, we have a secret ingredient that it, that we don't like. If the guest says they get chucked out of the restaurant. Is it coleslaw? No, it's not. Well, one, <laughs> no, it's luckily for you, no, it's not. But like one episode, it was coleslaw if it's got raisins in it. Oh, Because we did yes. not allow that. How are you? How do you? Where do you stand on raisins in coleslaw? Totally anti-raisin. I think it's the equivalent of having pineapple on a pizza. Yeah, I completely That's agree. I like that. You don't. I like pineapple. Oh, on a pizza. James. James. Quite well. It's not. I feel. I feel depressed now. <laughs> I do. Joe feels depressed about your 
food choice. And this is a lady who is currently halfway through listing five different types of coleslaw for her side dish. Yeah. That's who we're dealing with. I mean, I would be offended if this wasn't the most disgusting menu we've ever had. Well, that's good that you're not offended. <laughs> See, what I can't believe is, is that I can't believe that People spend so much time thinking about and knowing about food mm. and showing their food <laughs> that they've just eaten online. That, to me, is a really disturbed behaviour. That's my life, Because I, yeah. I couldn't give a shit what someone's just had for their dinner. Honestly, I really couldn't. And the, the more expensive and posher, the worse, the more angry I get, to be honest. Yeah. And I just think, eat it and enjoy it. We don't care what you're eating. Go away and just eat it yourself and put a cloth over it. I think you would be surprised, Joe Brand, if you sat down one evening and you had multiple portions of different coleslaw. If you took a photo of that and shared it with the public, I think people would care. I think people would be like, what? What is she doing? She's got five different types of coleslaw and she's sitting down to eat them all. Right, I'm going to put that on my Instagram and see what happens. Then I'll let you know how many likes it got. Yeah. Oh, James, it's up to four. <laughs> oh, I think it'll go through the roof. And you could say to people, based on just the photo, tell me which which is which, which coleslaw I've got here, what types I've got. People have been throwing in suggestions, trying to guess which one's the salad cream. Now, I've got to say, we're only three deep in the coleslaw, though. I want to make sure we get to all five, sure. because we've got normal coleslaw, we've got salad cream and cheese coleslaw, and we've got... One that is both of those, but with bits of cauliflower in. So, yes, okay. And then also, I would get the one that um, that what, that you have like fermented one made with fermented cabbage. Mm-hmm. Um, the one you get in Germany. Uh, what's that called? Um, like sauerkraut. Yeah, that's right. Sauerkraut. Yeah. Sauerkraut coleslaw. Mm-hmm. So basically, you ferment everything to the degree that the sauerkraut's fermented, and just make a coleslaw out of that. Really, nice. Uh-huh. Good for the. That's good for the stomach as well. Fermented things. Is it? Yeah, yeah it is. That's yeah, a bit late yeah. for me on that front, isn't it? Really. <laughs> anyway, what's the final? The final coleslaw, Joe. <laughs> Not a question I ever thought I'd ask <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the fi- Yeah, the <laughs> final <laughs> coleslaw. Um, it is just. What you might feel like putting in a coleslaw that was a third one. on any given day when you... <laughs> the same as were... the third one. What? The third one was coleslaw, but whatever you want to put on it. Yes, but I, the, the third one's sensible things, and the mm. fifth one is not sensible okay, things. Okay, so hear the distant things? sound of a curly-whirly being open. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think quite that bad, but maybe like some chopped up Linda McCartney veggie sausages or, you know, um, a a bird's eye potato waffle (laughs) chopped up and put in it. Or, you know, anything you felt like on the day, a bit of rhubarb, whatever. (laughs) Whoa, that coleslaw sounded insane. Yes, no. Our guests have often brought their own surprise special guests to the dream restaurant, James. It's not just them. They they often... I'm, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Sometimes they're not special guests. It's just them doing some characters. Well, I don't know, Ed, because as you know, I always record our podcast with my eyes closed because I want to experience it like the listener does. That's correct. But I have my eyes very much open. Uh, here's, here's the way I do podcasting. 
I open my eyes, I open my ears, and I often listen back to them. James, not so much. Close my eyes, close my ears, never listen to them. So let's hear from some of the characters that our guests have performed as. We think that there's definite movie franchises in some of these characters. And, James, this year, I wrote a whole new stand-up act. You did write a whole new stand-up act, my favourite thing ever. I tell you what, my only appearance in that clip is me laughing my head off because I love Edwin Coffey. Well, apart from Edwin Coffey, let's hear from Louis Theroux, Emily V. Gordon, Anthony Head, Armando Iannucci, Louis Theroux again, and then me. A.K.A. Barbecue Man, The Bereavster, Sheppy the Shepherd, The Dying Pigeon, The Swedish Lawyer, and The Coffee Comedian, Edwin Coffey. If you travel in the South, places like Oklahoma and Texas, they have these barbecue shacks where they've got... And they, they look like they're big drums. Some of them might even be converted oil drums. And um, I guess they steam roast these, um, I guess, hogs. Or maybe it's yeah. beef. I don't even know what kind of meat it is. And sometimes they, they go, like, that's been in there for 16 hours. Like, this is very tender. Yeah. That's been in there for 16 hours. <laughs> but like, on, presumably on quite a low heat. Yeah. And um, uh, we got wood chips in there. <laughs> Tobacco flakes and um, some herbs and seasoning. Herbs, they say, don't they? Yeah. I was like, what's the secret? Like, secret is love, Louis. And um, do they always say Louis, or is that just when you're there? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't always say Louis. I just put that in there. And then they um, secret is love. The secret ingredient is love. They should bring them in when someone dies of a broken heart. Yeah, they should <laughs> those barbecue yeah. guys can save some lives in the hospital. If you knew how many goldfish we've saved, you'd be amazed. We're getting calls all the time in the time circus is in. T- when fairgrounds in town, we get run off our feet. It's crazy seeing those little choppers going. Um, and how, how do you? Um, sorry, uh, uh, Texan barbecue man. I just wondered how you save the goldfish when they bring the goldfish into you and they're on death's door. How do you save them? We just get a little time. I think, you know, we get itty-bitty bits of barbecued beef or pork, and we just drop them into the... You can't... You got to be careful. You put too much in. Fish can overeat. I don't know if you knew that. And they die. The commonest way for a fish to die is overconsumption of anything, not just barbecue. If you put feed it... I've seen it my own fish. Honest to God, this is me, Louie, now talking. It exploded. <laughs> we had a fish explode on us once. Yeah. Exploded? Yeah. Too much bread awful. before it's made Well, nail. we only think that that's what happened. But we know that when we went on holiday, there were three fish. Mm. And we, we tasked someone with feeding it every day. And I think they overdid it. And when we came back, there were two fish and then tiny little bits of fish. Oh, it died of a broken heart. <laughs> How about it exploded from a broken heart? It didn't. It exploded from eating too much. So you yeah. can't, don't overfeed it, but just a little bit. Of, and then it tastes the love and, and it can turn it around like that. If you ever have a loved one who's lost his partner or her partner, helpmate, soulmate, only prescription I know is one of my sandwiches. <laughs> say when I I was a barista when I was 16 Mm. which is like quite some time ago and I was a barista in a hospital Um, I worked at like a coffee stand and it would just be like bereaved old men who were like just give me coffee I don't don't want anything fancy like they were like 
because they would be like latte and all this shit on the menu, and they would be like, "Why are you doing this to me?" So I just mostly made like regular ass coffee, but I would make a thing for myself that was like a combination of every flavored syrup that was available to me, and I called it the Milky Way. Just a sixteen year old. Just drinking every flavored syrup. <laughs> all the syrups. And you just drink all the syrups with the coffee. A little tiny bit of coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the hell was the wrong with way. me? Yeah. Also, I think the character of the bereaved man who has to order a complicated coffee oh, is one of my great. favorite characters that we've had on the podcast. Oh, that's ever. great. It's a real. That's a that's a sketch that really needs to see it the light of day properly. So and I was supposed to push the fancy drinks on them, and I would just be like, no. I'm so sorry. I'm so you sorry about your wife. You can't try and upsell a bereaved No! Man. <laughs> no, you really I can't. I don't choice anymore, please. <laughs> a lot of men who's like also masculinity were threatened by... Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah option. Yeah. And this was in when I was 16, so it literally was like... This is like 1995, 96. This is a long this time This is at the, at the initial sort of coffee, the yes, coffee craze. before yeah. Starbucks really took over as like a right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people were just getting used to all those options. Or not even slightly getting used yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a... What a character. <laughs> Can't get it out of my head. Oh, bereaved barista? I didn't oh, know. Barista. The, the barista. The barista. You were a barista. You were a barista. You won. Do you is food part of uh, part of your life? Would you say you enjoy yes. it? I do definitely enjoy it. Um yes, I've been all over the place. And what's quite interesting is is that we over during my life, England has gone from English cooking to uh, pretty much every everybody's cooking it's 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 adapted very well I think to to absorb um, palates from around the world mm. but um yeah no it used to be very you know shepherd's boy and Mm, meat and two veg and all that, and that was it. And it was like, uh, no, we can actually and do cream spinach, of course. And cream spinach. You can't forget the cream spinach. <laughs> I want to delve it more into the character you were just playing because right. I like, I like the character. I like to the, know the, the character's the, name. The character who said shepherd's pie. Shepherd's yes, pie. is yeah. the character called shepherd's pie? <laughs> oh, I'll see if I can invent him. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like the character. <laughs> what would just, what would the character's name be? Well, shepherd. Shepherd. <laughs> Sheppy. 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 It can be a whole dish or it can be an individual ingredient like salt, mm-hmm. but you have to marry it. I have to marry it. Yes. Not marinate it. No. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I think it would have to be that pigeon soup. Yes. Yeah, it was delightful. And you could look at it. And it will bring back memories of my actual wife. <laughs> You've had to divorce for the sake of the fun food, Marion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I was doing this podcast and I signed the contract. I didn't read the contract. And and it does say I have to carry out all the ideas we kept. They do have to be. It's Apparently it's a law thing. Uh, Yeah, so... But I, I think I can then divorce... The pigeon soup, <laughs> and then we can then we can remarry. I think. Anyway, it's it'll all be fine. It'll be fine. Would you name the pigeon soup after your wife so it makes you feel more like she's around still? No, no, no. I think I think I would call it pigeon soup. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, yeah. it's it is yeah. you know it is what it is. 
<laughs> Boiled pigeon soup. Who of your friends, do you think any of your friends would be quite accepting of the fact you're, imagine, you're married to a bowl of pigeon soup? Um, n- n- no. 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 Everyone would be worried about you, Everyone right? would be... Um, everyone would be reporting me to the police. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. Because <laughs> they'd be saying, his wife has disappeared, and <laughs> there's just this... Pigeon soup in the house now. <laughs> I think something's. He's a rated, so it's peering over the top. Yeah. yeah. He's sat in, so it's like in the jacuzzi. Yeah. 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 I sort of put it on the telly, so it's just lying there <laughs> on the telly, looking at me. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dead beak. Brushing my teeth, yeah. there it is, kind of there in the mirror. Just, <laughs> it's beak open, as if to say, can I have some of that? Brush my yeah. Yeah. Well, toothpaste. That's well. Yeah. Be a fun yeah. joke if you can brush my teeth, even though I've got, got any teeth, a yeah. little dead yeah. pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What fun. What fun. Well, I mean I know we probably have to move on, but obviously for me the most fun bit is imagine that our man is married to a bowl of pigeon soup. <laughs> I was trying to think of another animal that you can make a, a vegetable out of and then my first thought was gonna be horse and I was like, Well we don't eat that anyway. <laughs> well, they do in France, don't they? Mm. And in the, in those lasagnas that time, do you remember that? remember for a while when that was yeah. the big story in england if you remember and i feel bad mentioning it some of the meatballs were made from horse were they, they? i think oh uh, so good he, right chase. he knows he's eating horse, that, run that past your legal team before you put that on air <laughs> sure. you will get sued by a huge scandinavian company who's this now <laughs> it's another character the <laughs> swedish lawyer <laughs> I've spent many years building my brand only to have it trampled on by a podcast <laughs> making false allegations. Oh, jeez. Well, we would like to ask you, gonna... Swedish lawyer, we'd like to ask you what is in your meatballs then? If you claim there's no horse in these meatballs, you, you tell us what's in them. They're purely made of vegetables, fun you should ask. <laughs> oh, we, don't they... like... we don't advertise it. Oh, so I'm losing it. I'm yeah. losing it. I had it dialed in. And... You started going Irish. It was the, the, it was the it, advertise was the word that made you lose yeah. it there. You really slid off there. I was You're listening tough. to um, Desert Island Discs this morning and they had a Swedish guy on there. Mm-hmm. who was the head secretary general of NATO. He sounded a bit Irish, so maybe I'm all right. This week, the secret ingredient is mocha. mocha. A mocha. Now, you're okay with mocha, aren't you? I love a mocha. Not me. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't drink coffee anyway. Yeah. But when I did, I was like, hey, I even want a coffee or want a hot chocolate. Oh, I, know. I don't you're want one this. of those guys. When Starbucks the... came out, you're like, no, I don't know. What's all this mocha chocolate yah yah stuff? Yeah. I don't want a frappuccino, grande, venti, mocha chocolate, cinnamon roll, motherfucking white chocolate, whipped cream shit. I tell you what I want. I want a fucking coffee. That's what I was like. That's you, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like a, yeah. a, a, a mid two thousands comedy routine. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't want any of this shit. That you're serving me up some sort of Halloween cinnamon gingerbread. <laughs> Red latte shit. And uh, now you gotta bring your own cup? You're <laughs> kidding me? These glass cups, these metal cups, say they're killing the animals with the paper cups? I dropped my glass cup the other day, I broke a dog's head open. <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm laughing at that yeah, face value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an actual funny comedy routine. I'm not even messing around. But we don't want Josh to say mocha. If Josh says mocha. Uh, no, if Josh says mocha, then that's it. But like, I'm quite happy to say mocha, so we're going to hear more of that guy. <laughs> more of that character, more of that routine, please. What would that, what would that character think about when they write your name on the cup? 
Oh my God, are you kidding me? I mean, it's like the government. They're trying to find out who you are. What's your name? And they never get the name right, do they? <laughs> What's it say on the cup? Fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, so help me God if I pass a Starbucks. Uh, how, how, how big would you like your coffee? I wanted coffee size. Not, I don't want to have to get a bucket from the back. And who the fuck is the woman on the logo? <laughs> I think she's like a... A, a god, isn't she of some sort? A fucking god? I don't know. She's like from Moby Dick. Moby Dick? I don't need a Moby Dick. The only dick in there is the guy behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, very good. Whoa, thanks, Edwin. You might want to slow down on the coffee, actually. It sounds like you've had one too many. I love Edwin Coffee. He's my favourite comedian. We've got to get him on the podcast, Ed. Do you think he'd do it? I know what he'd have for his drink. I genuinely think if we did a full-length episode with Edwin Coffey, uh, I think it would get a tenth of the normal amount of listeners and they would all turn off halfway through. I think some people, and I'm pointing at myself, would listen to it for the first time. <laughs> well, it's not just blockbuster movie franchises, which Benito's written in the script and seems obsessed with the fact we can do a blockbuster movie franchise. Yeah, good on him. The podcast has also produced chart-topping music hits. And I say the podcast has produced chart-topping music hits. I mean, James Acaster has produced chart-topping music hits because you have been obsessed with songs this year, James. I found my calling and it's no secret. Any chance I get, I like to sing a song. And here I am. Duetting with Paul F. Tompkins, serenading Roisin Conaty, and bringing Josh Groban in for a collab. How are they cooked? Because, I mean, Brussels sprouts, I think, still in the UK are absolutely reviled because they're, like, they're boiled and yeah. they stink. Uh, they were roasted and they yeah. were so good. And I've had them, I've had them boiled and, yeah, the smell is a lot stronger. Really bad. I can still eat them boiled. And I, I, I think they're my favourite vegetable. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, roasted Brussels sprouts are so good. Yeah. They're so good. And they're on, like, every menu here. Yeah, they've really, in the last, I'm going to say in the last five years, they've really made this crazy resurgence where they are on every single, every place you go has Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Do you take credit for that at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's something that happened here and uh, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's uh, not for me to say. Yeah, you, me to say. You've probably been putting in a good word here and there. I mean, <laughs> I certainly, when I have them, I do make a point of saying I really like these and they're very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do say it the same way every time. Yeah. Which is how you establish a pattern. Mm. So it's easy for people to remember. Yeah. So by the time I'm saying to someone else, you know, uh, I like these. These are very good. They don't realize they've heard it from me already. And right. they're like, yeah, yeah I've yeah. heard that before. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's a saying, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's about it's a saying. It's the saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like these and they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have the Brussels sprout song here? Oh, yeah. We have one. Yeah. Do you think it's the same one that you guys have? Oh, I'm I think not it sure. Must be. Do you guys want to start singing it at the same yes. time? Or we can yeah, sure. Will you count us down? Three, two, one. B R U S S E L. Spouse. Yum, 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 yum. I really like these. These are very good. Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. Very good. You said you liked fizzy drinks earlier. Yeah. I'm going to crack open one of my own. Can you hear that? It gives me a feeling, that noise. Like, it's visceral. <laughs> like, it's like the smell of the cinema. I'm like, oh, someone's got a fizzy drink. 
Love it. This is my favourite fizzy drink. What is it? Uh, my girlfriend ordered it for me the other day as a surprise. I'm extremely excited. 24 cans of it. Corsten Press. Are you familiar with Corsten Press? Yes, lovely. Rhubarb, Corsten Press. Not rhubarb, no. Yep, the rhubarb one's my favourite. I hate rhubarb. Oh, when I die, bury me with Corsten Press. Corsten Press is lovely. I like the apple <laughs> Rhubarb. My mum, for my whole life, makes uh, rhubarb crumble and then pretends that we've not had the conversation where I told her I don't like rhubarb. It's really, it's like, it's really dark, actually. <laughs> What have you got against rhubarb, mate? It tastes awful. <laughs> it's like a bitter, poisonous stick. It's disgusting. It has no bliss no. point. No one can enjoy that. It's a vegetable disguised as something. It's horrible. I hate it. You are so suspicious of food dressing up as other things yet again. Yes, it's awful. And in a crumble, it is dressed up. It looks innocent. If oh, I will crumble, and then you get into this, like... Swamp food, this disgusting <laughs> hellscape taste. You're just like, ah! Does it creep you out that it, it makes a sound when it grows? I knew there was something wrong with it. <laughs> it makes a sound when it grows. So they when they when they, for, they force grow rhubarb. They force grow it. No wonder it's in a foul mood. They grow it in the dark, so it grows quicker because it's growing to try and find the light, but there is no light for it to find. And it's growing so quickly that if you listen to it uh, in when it's growing indoors, it's creaking. You can hear it. That's how quickly it's growing. That's the saddest thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> I've, got, I've got PMT and that has broken me. That is a horror story. <laughs> I'm strolling down to the orchard via the rhubarb patch. <laughs> Open a can of Costum Press, pour it down the hatch. I can't believe poor rhubarb. What a tale. And I'm judging it for not being a nice god. You don't, you, you never know people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm drinking it down and I love it. <laughs> I really like Corson Press. They could do with a few more bubbles. No, I like the fact there's not many bubbles in it, and I love the rhubarb taste. When I die, bury me with Corson Press. I once went to Andrew, uh, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber's house, uh, and we were working on. Uh, we weren't working on anything together. We were just. He was a friend of a producer of mine, and we we went over there, and and uh, I got to play him a song. I was working on. He got to play me a song. He was working. I've I've been a musical theater guy since I was a kid. Like I, was, yeah, I got yeah. went to college music. So hanging out at Andrew Lloyd Webber's house, super fun, and he was so nice. Um, but you know, at that at that level of wealth, it's just you realize that it's just it's like pouring us tap water. He pulled out a bottle. And he says, oh, would you like, would you like a drink? <laughs> and, uh, and we said, sure. And he goes, oh, th- we had a party last night. And he says, this, was, this was a real star at the party. It's, drink- it's drinking quite well right now. <laughs> and we're going, mm, great. I mean, this is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So we're thinking, nice little lunch ri- wine, maybe a, yeah. a rosé perhaps, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and um, we, you know, my friend Marius DeVries, who's a producer in, in London, uh, well, I took a picture of the label. And we're like, oh, yeah, that was a $5,000 bottle of wine. Wow. Pulled that wow. for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's also, fun. I love that you played each other's songs. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm working on this. What would you have done if you had played him a song that you worked on, and then he'd have been like, oh, yes, "That's great. I, love I it, need Josh. to be drunker to hear that again." <laughs> and, and then he, what if he sat down and went, "Okay, I'm just working on this," and he was just like, "My name's Andrew. Hello, hello, hello. I have feet and I have to go." And, and he was like, "Did that? What that, would you do in response? Could you, I... You're in his house." <laughs> 
You've just played him a song and he said it's brilliant and he loves it. And then he just does like the stupidest, worst song you've ever heard. How do you respond to that? Everybody, I am Andrew. Hello, hello, hello. I have shoes and I have to go yeah, that's the next. That's the next chorus. Is I have shoes and I have yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, shoes. I have to go because he found out that feet are not yeah. enough yeah. to leave. Yeah. He needs to put something on the feet. I, I, I yeah. think he only writes for characters that don't wear shoes. Right? Think, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Phantom of the Opera <laughs> in <laughs> Beach Blanket Boogaloo. <laughs> oh boy. That went that went in directions I never expected. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, well, to answer your question, I would I would say you know that's really interesting, and I can't wait to see how it develops. Oh yeah, yeah very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Good yeah. Answer. we get a lot of people to tell us that about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a load of great songs there were there, James. And we're yet to hear from Andrew Lloyd Webber about turning My Name is Andrew into one of his musicals, but we've still got our fingers crossed. Give me a call, Webby! Now, at the beginning of the year, James, I don't know if you remember, we went to America, USA, to record some episodes. Seems like another lifetime away, pre-pandemic. I mean, it's crazy to think that it happened this year, but it was great. At, I mean, some of our US guests, let's face it, didn't know what a poppadom was. Uh, they didn't really know what we were on about half the time. There were some pretty odd moments. No, they were baffled. And it seems also crazy to say we've still got some in the bank and we will be putting some out next year. <laughs> um, the weirdest one, I think it's safe to say, is still to come. But for now, let's hear some clips from Ronnie Cheng, Noah Schnapp, Catherine Cohen, Apana Nanchurla, Anthony Jeselnik, everyone's favourite, Wyatt Sinak, and Ronnie Cheng again. These people are confused. First of all, this whole well. fucking thing is okay. Why are you <laughs> dividing it into goddamn like you don't go for like the idea of it must be a what first course, second course, third course? This is already imperial yeah. colonial mentality. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. What, yeah, yeah. what yeah. if I don't eat? I eat like shared plates, man. Bring yeah. it out and then we share it. I don't yeah. eat fucking first, second, <laughs> third. So you're yelling at me about a pub. So we're whitewashing food, right? Yeah, now, you're so right yeah, now. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. The whole concept yeah. of what yeah. the fuck you're doing is already, in my opinion, is already flawed. So Hashtag I, dinner so white. Yeah. 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 Dinner so white. <laughs> nah, I didn't say white. I didn't say white. <laughs> I said we imperial did. colonialist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not about race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about race. Colonialism's not not a long racialized at all. Here's what you need to know about that sound effect, uh, is that James is a genie waiter for this. Okay. That means I can get you food from whenever, when, wherever, from whenever, from your past, from your future. Mm. Not from your future. No, no one ever picks anything from their future, to be fair. Very difficult to work out. Wait, are you guys brothers or f- just friends? No. no. We're both from England. Just friends. Do we? Yeah, yeah, we think we look alike. A little bit. I don't That's think anyone's nice. ever said that We've before. Okay, maybe not. Before. I was just, maybe you don't look alike. <laughs> that was but quite you nice. You could be though. brothers. We could, we could be brothers. I think we both like how each other looks. Yeah, I think so. So that's a compliment for both of us. I don't mind being compared to James. Sure, <laughs> that's quite nice. That would be awful if you said that and then one of us was really offended and the other one wasn't. Well, yeah. thank God you guys aren't ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that would be really scary. Also, I mean, you know, I guess it's quite nice. Family-run restaurants are good. So if this was like our own dream yeah. restaurant yeah. and we're like the brothers running it, that's quite nice. Two brothers. Two brothers running a restaurant. Well, good to know you're not brothers. Good yeah, you're yeah, in good yeah. hands. Do you get drunk with your family? Yeah. Yeah? I, I get drunk with anyone. It's so fun, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it is good. Um, yeah, we're like a fun... Like We like to have parties and we're a fun, we're a fun group. 
Can I wee in your toilet? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is about he pisses all over my bathroom for bringing yeah, up the yeah, award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Wow, well, fuck me, right? Such a good, oh, such a right here. You'll be able to hear it. Yeah, when we were recording. Yeah, welcome as to well. New York. My apartment's oh, very, God. for those listening at home, it's, it's a huge apartment, but I chose to have the bath. James is such a good podcast host that he will wait for <laughs> guests to get halfway through saying something and then go, Can I wear in your toilet? <laughs> Are you not going yet? Right, look. You're definitely going to hear it, so what I'm going to do is I'll put on some music. I'm going to have a sit down wee. Don't be. S- I'm gonna sit down, and then you won't be able to hear, hear it as much. Well, that's you're a worse guest. Huh? You, now you've announced that you're gonna put your bare butt on her toilet. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sign of respect. What? Rubbing your ass on people's <laughs> stuff. Oh, stand up. Sign of respect. Go. I, res- I I celebrate however you want to piss in my house. Is beautiful. Oh, to I respect me. you. So I'm gonna pull down my trousers and pants and rub my ass on it. So beautiful to me. I'm gonna put on um. I'm going to show you guys what I'm talking about. In Japan, some of the toilets play music so no one can hear you go. I would love to go to Japan. You can pick the tune and everything. I would love... You're going to really just love to go to Japan. Um, You guys are going to let this over. What are we playing? If you've ever found yourself one evening wandering down a quiet street in the rain looking for somewhere to take shelter... (laughs) You'll know what a blessed relief it is to find such a place as Rain Day Antiques. Don't you love it? You are right, James? Windows oh, I locked myself in at the end. Right. Paint. Don't say a word. And the glass between the metal bars is ever so slightly wavy. This quaint little establishment stays open 24-7, if you can believe it. Is anyone else around? <laughs> Wait, are you, I actually have to pee. Is that the craziest thing you've ever heard in your life? Well, no, no, as soon just... as you put on the rain day antiques I know, all... thing, I, was, I really need to pee as no, well. No, you're a guest, you go. All right, I'll go first. Yeah, you okay. go, Ed. And then we'll all, yeah. I'm not going to do a sit-down. Honey, we should have brought the toilet in here, am I right? We all got to go. Ed's going to do a really loud and proud one now. And now, it, tell me. And assert his dominance as the alpha. Okay, I'll be right back. Go on. How do I sound? Very cool. Yeah, great, actually. Oh, I reckon if I hadn't gone first, I would have been a lot more relaxed about it. I know. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's so, up, guys? Look, everyone, everyone's... <laughs> hey, guys, I'm, we're back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's relieved themselves now. What is that, a donut? In my head? Yeah. On my head? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Now, I can't see what you're referencing, so... <laughs> yes. You just suddenly out of nowhere said, what is that, a donut? <laughs> I and like that didn't the bl- She was just like, on my head? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. now think I came in wearing a donut on my head and it was only referenced at this point. <laughs> only I can see it. Only certain people can see the donut. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. It just means, yeah, it means I'm not sensitive or something. I can't yes. see the donut on a partner's head. It, like a little hat. <laughs> a donut on a, on a partner's head. No, it's like a hairpin, right? It's a hairpin with it's a, a donut, it's a donut on hairpin. it. It's a donut It's got a little pink donut on it. Yeah. Do you remember the bagel head? trend in japan where people would get plastic surgery to make it look like there was a bagel in their forehead what (laughs) okay you're looking at me like i'm crazy but if you google it it was a thing they got surgery they got surgery to make it look like there was a bagel under their forehead (laughs) well um sitting opposite me is the great benito he just googled it i've never seen him look more horrified in his life (laughs) He looks absolutely like it's, he's going to cry. It's a thing, though. Why? Why? Did, why? Did I they don't do know that? why. Was it like an advertising thing for a bagel chain where they were like, I'm always thinking about bagels? 
I don't know. I could never really get it. Get an explanation for why it became. Well, so it would look like it was embedded in their foreheads. Oh, yeah, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what? What is that lady? Doing? I'm gonna walk around and have a little peek. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna walk around the table, have a little look. At my... <laughs> <laughs> They don't have bidets in space. Yeah, that's true. We don't have those in England anyway. Bidets? No. No? They're not big here. I mean, no. people like, yeah. rich people have them. Have you ever tried one? It's unpleasant. I it's not, not, it's I'm not, not a nice it. feeling. I'm not, I'm not into it. And like Japanese mm. toilets, I, I like the idea of the spray in the, spray in the water to yeah. wash, but it's not, my, it's not for me. I'd I, rather have just a slightly dirty butt. Mm-hmm. I think, and then just give it a big wash at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't like when people have like the uh, like the baby wipes on the back of the toilet. Yeah. It's like how how filthy are you? <laughs> like sure. you're acting like you don't own a blow dryer. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> have you ever had a bidet steak? Beg your pardon, James. What? A, a bidet steak? A steak that's cooked in a bidet? Is that weird? Yes. You said about birthday steak earlier. No, I, oh, I, wow. I thought I'd do a funny little. Oh, oh you did, are you throwing a call back at me? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> well, I'll just throw a little call back at you. That's the worst thing you've ever done on him. Yeah. That's so bad. That's a crime Man. against comedy. Anthony's got you so shook. It's brilliant. I'm absolutely <laughs> terrified, Ed. I'm off my game. I'm not thinking straight. I I've got no think... confidence in anything that comes out of my mouth. You shouldn't do it if it's fucking bidet steak. Why, this, this, why are you ganging up against me? Sorry. Why if are you I, taking if it aside? If I just talked about birthday steaks, maybe. Yeah, but it's been quite some time. Are you going to air this? Yeah, is this yeah, yeah. Like, this did, is, did we just put a bullet in this one? Oh, this is perfect. This is. I perfect. think this one is going out, but like, <laughs> if you guys title each episode differently, I hope it's called Bidet Steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put this one Bidet Steak, maybe. Oh, I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm loving God. it. In my head, it was good Bidet Steak. I still, I, Joe, this is how shook I am. I still don't know why it didn't work. Still in my head, it was a, it was the best idea I had at the time. Would you like me to explain it to you? Yep. Okay. A call back. You gotta have like the first thing in your head, you know. So it's like it like you remember mm. that first thing, and so birthday and bidet aren't even that similar. <laughs> yeah. And it was so long ago that I talked about the birthday steak. Uh. That uh, and even the way you said it was without confidence whatsoever. Yeah. I think you were looking at the table, and mm. uh, it almost sounded like. Uh, just the fact that the steak was made in a bidet was the joke. Yes. Um, I mean, it was a failure across the board. Also, um, oh. birthday steak, oh. you, we didn't really hang around on that for very long either. We, we mentioned so, it yeah, once, yeah. yeah. I forgot we talked about it at yeah, all yeah. until yeah. he brought yeah. it up. Yeah. Just stuck in my head because I thought it's a birthday steak sounded fun. Mm. What's like your normal job? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although now I'm also, you've just reminded me, if I can go on a very quick other tangent. Of course. Sure. Just want to, want to, Uncle YY's but weird little tangents. <laughs> the tangent has to end with you saying your dessert. It'll, I'll get to the dessert. Yeah, you have to do the whole thing and then at the end just say just so Seamlessly go into <laughs> the dessert. Sure. Yeah. Um, I did in Los Angeles and when you get there, you'll learn this. They, uh, two things about LA, drinking, uh, it stops at 2 a.m., but also you can sell alcohol at grocery stores and not just beer, but you can sell hard alcohol. And I remember when I lived there, there was uh, a woman in line in the grocery store at like 1.59 in the morning with a giant bottle of Jack Daniels and a big, like one of the big leader things of Coke. And the clerk was like, I'm, I'm sorry, it's two o'clock. I can't sell this to you and the, the woman was very angry and like 
looked like she'd just gotten out of, the, of a nightclub and was just kind of like, come on, just sell it to me, and was trying everything. And finally, as a last ditch, was like, please, a friend of mine just died. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a part of me that was like, oh, what a interesting play. But also, I like the idea that a friend of yours just died and you were so upset about it that you didn't just buy whiskey, you bought soda to mix it. You're making mixers right now to like mourn your the loss of your friend. Uh, so yeah, I uh, so that was very interesting to me. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Welcome, Ronnie, to the Dream Restaurant. They. Welcome, Ronnie Chang. I'm an amuse bouche for you. Uh, what? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice to meet you, Join Mr. Gamble. Amused bouche. Amused bouche. Amused bouche. You, you gotta say with it this? right. Yeah, you know, gonna... this is really. We're really at the bottom. Like, <laughs> this is the end of podcasting. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're down to two British guys whimsically talking about lunch now. <laughs> what more can we fucking do? This is it. Yeah. Thanks, Ronnie, but you were wrong. This is not the death of podcasting because we're still going. Go to hell, Ronnie. A Merry Christmas. Now, we shouldn't forget, of course, that this is a food podcast. So what we love is a mouthwatering description of food. Ah, I love an in-depth detailed description of someone's favourite dish. So here's some clips from Sarah Pascoe, Natasha Leggero and Moshe Kasher and Jean Grey. This is that thing, actually. I think it's about being a comic is because we do gig all over the place. Mm -hmm. If you love something from somewhere, especially as a vegan, have this gratitude. So Leon have a love burger and it's vegan. It has vegan cheese Mm -hmm. and it has vegan mayonnaise in it. It's got all the stuff of a normal burger rather than like you're missing something. Mm -hmm. And they're so nice. The first time I had one, I cried halfway through because it was going to (laughs) finish. And I was just so happy that it existed. And it existed somewhere where I can get one everywhere now. And now I have a rule. I do not pass a Leon without getting one. That's difficult in central London. It's um, eating a lot of burgers, (laughs) but that's how you show corporate gratitude. (laughs) So you always have to go in and get a love burger. Yeah. Um, what is it about the? So, so I've never had a love burger. Okay, so and also I've I haven't had a non-vegan burger for a long time. Yes. So mm-hmm. you do forget what things taste like. But the really great thing about, especially if you want like fast food, it's the condiments, it's the gherkins, uh-huh. the cheese, the mayonnaise, the lettuce. It's the whole thing rather than just the patty. I think love burger is a combination between a very very meaty tasting patty, right? Yeah. And and everything else just being like a Big Mac, kind of like it's delicious. Yeah. So the side dish. Okay, what was your side dish? Well, mine is the cream spinach that you order at Pacific Dining Car. That Staying goes in the same place. Staying yeah. there. We're not moving. It's, you don't want to leave. Yeah. It's really cool. Get the You've spinach. not left California so far for your <laughs> menu. And so with Moshe's, we've been to San Francisco and Israel. And Israel. Yeah. Okay. okay. I love California. I had... I had I was unable to decide... This is cheating now that it's a competition. If this was just oh, more yeah. of a laid back... What do I do here? Well, I'll tell you what... Okay, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll tell you what I, what I couldn't decide between, and then I'm going to order the second thing. Okay. Deal? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it'd be cool, because it's like, we're talking memories and stuff. Jews, 
have the worst food of any ethnic group probably in the world. I mean, uh, Eastern European Jews. Hummus. Okay. Hummus, that, that's how bad Jewish food is, that we had to literally colonize a region and go, our national dish. <laughs> we invented it. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's not from there. But... Uh, like hummus is like an Arab food. Right. Israelis are just like, no, we made it. Or whatever. <laughs> but the one good food that Eastern European Jews make, it's you, it's mostly just like bad standard like Eastern European, you know, and I'm sure like sausage well, not sausage, but, you know, meats and boiled chickens and sliced potatoes. But there's a dish called chulent. Uh-huh. Which is uh, a rare dish. Uh, all this re- is one of your favorite foods. One of the best things ever. It's the a face that Natasha made. You there. have to describe it. It's delicious. Tell them what's in it. Okay, it's a um, it's a stew basically, but it's uh-huh. made with a mixed with mixed beans, mm-hmm. like sixteen hour boiled beef. So it's like just falling apart, kind of t- the tenderest beef you've ever had in your life. Uh, little little b- barley and like like sauce sauce kind of situation and then in the in i'm not ordering this in the middle uh there's something called kishka which is a kind of like wheat and uh beef fat paste pasty sausagey thing uh, it's like a starchy it's not sausage right because that no, wouldn't be it's kosher be, it's beef fat but okay. it's made of like starch and Okay, so what I will have to... <laughs> well, I Does that sound good on, to you guys? Let's stick on the challenge. I, I mean, I just wanted to... I've never had someone... <laughs> I, try, I wanted to take a swing for my ethnicity, but I, as I was doing I it, I gave up. I've never had someone describe something <laughs> so specifically and in so much detail, and yet I still have no visual of what, that, <laughs> what it would be and what that looks like. I have no... The chicken, uh, is it spatchcock? Is it like all flat? Yeah. I've never done that before. How do you, how do, you I, do that? Um, I, it's the only way that I like to cook uh, chicken and also turkey on Thanksgiving really, really oh, helps. Wow. Um, cuts down like hours and it's it's never dry because I, I don't fucking like turkey except uh-huh. when it's done that way. Except for the fact that I also am apparently not eating meat anymore because my body said no. Oh, really? Oh. But... Still like to cook it and think about it. <laughs> so thank you for this show. Uh, you flip it over. You um, take a real sharp knife or some sharp scissors, and you uh, cut the the backbone uh-huh. out. And then you flip it back over, and you smash the chicken down. And you're like, "Who's your fucking mom?" <laughs> and um, and then that's it. You just got to take that piece out, and then it kind of just opens it up, Amazing. so everything just cooks evenly, and mm-hmm. it's it's really lovely. And what you put? You do put garlic on it. Um, and, uh, well, first I want to make a, like a garlic, uh, butter, like rosemary, lemon rub that you do all under the skin. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, and then, um, do a really good marinade with like some citrus and some garlic and some herbs and lemon and let that sit oh, for yeah. a few hours. Amazing. That sounds great. Also, mm-hmm. uh, question about, you said you do it with turkeys as well. Yeah. Is your uh, oven massive? <laughs> no. And that's why you have to spatchcock. A fucking turkey. Right. Because otherwise, the height of it, you can't fit anything else But in how there. wide does it get? Mm. Not bad. It, um, cool, so you can do it, like, long, long ways. Oh, okay, I see what you turn mean. Turn it and yeah. then be able to fit, like, other things or something, like, small alongside with it, Where, whereas before it was just, like, the turkey's in, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we just have a turkey. Good luck <laughs> with having everything out at the same time. I just imagine unfolding a turkey to the size of, like, a world map. Yeah, that's, that's how big I'd imagine it would yeah. be. Yeah. It's like uh, the height of a door. Yeah. <laughs> J 
delicious description from Jean Grey there. Absolutely love it. Her menu was mouth-watering. But I remember more about that interview, Ed. On the day, we just interviewed Noah Schnapp, and he had been talking to us about the Benegorgon, which, of yes. course, as we all know, is the Demogorgon, but mixed with the Great Benito. It's when the Great Benito becomes the Demogorgon. Yeah, and Noah had been talking to us about that. Yes, he had brought it up with us. <laughs> He had told us about the Benegorgon, which is the yeah. great Benito who lives in the Upside Down. Yeah. And we told Jean Grey about it, and she did a, a absolutely amazing impression of the Benegorgon, but then it never made the edit. Because guess who edits the episodes? The Benegorgon himself. The Benegorgon. But finally, we can say an absolute exclusive, because no other media outlet was brave enough to play it, here is Jean Grey's impression of the Benegorgon. Can you do voices? What what sort of voices do you want? Uh, can you? I don't know. Like, cause, cause I never heard you do a voice before. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you do the uh, the voice of the Benegorgon. Yeah, the the Benegorgon is uh, the Great Benito's other other character name. <laughs> you know, stranger. What does it sound like? Well, I'm the Benegorgon. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> So, I, lo- I used to be a magician. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a magician. <laughs> and I tried to do magic and I changed myself accidentally into a gargon. Oh no. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so it turns out I can't do the Benegorgon as well as Gene. <laughs> yeah, Gene took your impression. Yeah, and really, and really did it even it. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Spot on, that sounds exactly like him. Now, sometimes we talk about fancy food that you can't do at home, but sometimes we hear about recipes that you can try at home. Lots of listeners, for example, have already sent us pictures of their Thomasina Myers potatoes, James. Yes, and we're going to hear Thomasina Myers' recipe again for those potatoes, along with a recipe that I myself had to write down in real time from Gok Wan. I made a Canton beef dish with um, with tomato ketchup, which is a real, which is incredible. The minute you mix tomato ketchup with oyster sauce, you get this fusion flavour, which is so dynamic and delicious and simple. And you get the saltiness and the sweet and sweetness from the tomato ketchup, and then that with the charred beef and fresh plum tomatoes and lots oh. of onions, Ooh. it's delicious. I've got tomato ketchup in the fridge right now. You should try that dish. You should try it. I will Shall try. I tell you how to make it? James, do you want, do you want the recipe now? Very quickly. Yes. He's, he's only got okay. tomato ketchup, though. Well. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any protein in your fridge? Uh, chicken. Chicken, that'll do. Okay, so you're going to boil your chicken, however it comes, whether it's breast or something. Right, let me get my notes app up. Boil <laughs> We're going to do this. Chicken. Do you have any soy sauce? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to put a bit of soy sauce in the water, and it will colour the chicken, but also add some salt to it as well. And then after you've boiled it, you're going to let it go cool, and then you're just going to shred it with your fingers. Just put it apart, yeah? Then what you're right. going to do is you're going to fry off some garlic. Have you got, got ginger? Fingers. Yes. Uh, fry garlic. And have you got yep. any ginger? Okay. Yes. You're going to put in two cloves of garlic. You're going to put half a centimetre of ginger. Half a centimetre. Yeah. If you're it. really posh, you'll grate the ginger. If you're not really posh, you'll cut it up as small as you can go, James. But watch your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Then have you got any spring onions? Yeah, I have actually. Okay, so you're going to chop your spring onions up. You're going to chop up the green bits into three centimetre strips. And then the white part of the onion, you're going to chop into smaller bits. And that's because mm. a spring onion tastes differently. So the green bit is less acidic and the white bit is very acidic. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Got it. And then you're going to, so you're going to, you're going to fry your spring onion, your ginger, and your garlic, and then you're going to put in your chicken in a tiny bit of oil, not very much at all, and then you're yeah. going to put a squeeze, a good squeeze of tomato ketchup. Have fun with that, James. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Then you're going I'll to put, put in, yeah, and then you're going to put in about half of what you've done with the tomato ketchup with oyster sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. at the very end of it, you're going to serve it on fluffy rice, just with a tiny, tiny dash of sesame oil, and that's your most basic Cantonese dish. That is great. And at no point do I have to use. Oh no, you did say water, so I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning, I'm going to be absolutely sucked. Yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get the water into the pan to boil the chicken in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, and that's the so. first hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> so the side dish is really good. Okay. Okay, so you get some spuds. It's quite nice with new potatoes, this dish. So you um, boil them or steam them till they're tender, and then you smash them a bit, which is quite fun. The mm-hmm. rolling pin or your hand or, or Depending on or how something. angry you are. Yeah, yeah or jam yeah. jaw. Throw them against the wall. Yeah. And if they stick, they're cooked. Is that how true? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Is that with all food? Uh, I don't think a new potato. I don't think a new potato sticks. <laughs> mm. You're wrong there. They're never, He's they're a never fraud. ready. He's a fraud. Um, and then you mash it. And then you, you don't mash it. You just smash it a bit. So you just, pl- you just, you just squash it a bit. Yeah. So you break the skin a you bit. You lean on them a bit. You're yeah. Like, if, and this then, is not a full mashing, but I'm coming for you if you mess it. I'm coming for you. Yeah. yeah. So you'd lightly crush the new potato. Yeah. Then, my favourite instrument in the kitchen, you get your pest and mortar. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a big, yeah. it's a big one. It's none of these piddly small ones where you can't do anything because everything's flying out. It's a really big, sure. heavy one. And in the in the bottom of it, you put, you know, three or four really fat cloves of garlic. Not the supermarket kind, but, you know, the stuff you get from a proper food purveyor, like a market or something. Big, fat cloves of garlic. Smash them up with some sea salt, some peppercorns, loads of thyme. You can put rosemary in there too, or oregano, or margarine. But thyme is great because you can buy it in the supermarket. And smash all that up. Then you put lots of olive oil on, like, you know, masses, 100 mils, five, six, seven eight tablespoons, mash it all up to this garlicky thyme, black pepper paste, and you smear it all over the potatoes. And then you put it in the oven, really hot oven, and then you roast them until they're all crispy, crunchy, golden, garlicky, delicious. Mm, that all sounded delicious, but... If you're feeling hungry, feel hungry no more, because let's talk about poo and pee. Poo and pee and poo and pee and poo. I'd say more often than we talk about food, we talk about poo and pee. This is a very rude podcast, Ed. Indeed. So let's hear from Corey Taylor, Thomasina Myers again, Sarah Milliken and Arabella Weir talking about a boy buffet. Disgusting. I've had some stalkers over the years who have, uh, they've sent me some, some weird shit. Let's just say just a lot of weird, you know, letters signed in blood. Mm, Oh, so intense. I tell you what, dude. Okay. So the first, the first real weird letter I ever got was back in 99. And there was a PO box that we were using for a while that we then had to get rid of because just so much shit was fucking coming into it. We had to forward everything to our management. But before we did that, we would go down and we would find, like, get, was getting to the point that it was just like bags and bags and bags of it. And they would give me these fucking stacks of crazy fan letters. So I would read them and, and you know, every once in a while I'd reply and stuff. But there was one that started out, it was from a lady, and uh, she was telling me about how her and her husband were 
quite big fans, right? And the, now the first page, you know, this is all on like notebook paper and handwritten, very nice, very whatever. You know, and she's like, you know, I'm a huge fan of blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, this is very sweet. And I flip it over, dude. And it t- turns into a full on, like, I want you to keep me in a cage. <laughs> okay. I want you to, I mean, I mean, for real, it went from zero to what the fuck like that. I just was like, it was interesting. I still have yeah. it somewhere. In the whole buildup to you talking about that letter, um, I could see James was really annoyed when it turned out to be from a lady because he really wanted to make the joke that I'd written it. Yeah. James? Yeah, that was what I was getting ready for. Yet. Well, there were two things I was getting ready for. One was that I wanted to make the joke that Ed had written it, absolutely, 100%. And I'm still not ruling that out, by the way. It's yeah, the classic, uh, fair enough. classic throwing you off the scent, Ed Gamble, <laughs> making out he's a lady in the, in the letter. Yeah. But also... Uh, also, in preparation for possible callbacks later on in the episode, because um, I'm not, I don't know about Clutch as much as Ed does. So I thought I'll Google the Clutch albums so I know Clutch. And I tell you what, there is not a single album by Clutch which wouldn't be a funny name for a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just remembered Earth Rocker. Every of single course, one. Earth Rocker. I mean, <laughs> Earth Rocker, Psychic Warfare, Book of Bad Decisions. That really makes yeah. me laugh. <laughs> Uh, Transnational Speedway. Um, oh, Jesus from, from, from Beale Street to Oblivion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Strange Cousins from the West. I don't know why that's my favourite. Strange yeah. Cousins from the West really makes it me It works. Laugh. It works, though. Jam Room. Oh, Jam Room. Jam Room. It's really good. Uh, hang on. Isn't that isn't Slow, Slow Hold to China? Isn't that a Rarities album? <laughs> but most likely. <laughs> How big is this pestle and mortar when you said about it? I, 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 it I bath in it sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, bubble bath. And the pestle, actually, which is the pestle? Which is the mortar? Uh, Good question. The mortar goes... The mortar's that, the baseball the, the bat. The smasher one. Yeah. The baseball bat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the pestle's the bowl. The pestle is yeah. the bowl. Yeah. yeah. Pestle on its own is quite a funny word. Yeah, you, but you, never, you never hear it on its own. No one's just going, just get me a yeah. pestle. Yeah, I've got the mortar. I've bought my mortar. It sounds like one of those pestle. things you yeah. put up your bottom. Huh? What is one of those things you put up your bottom? What's that called? One of the things you put up your bum? What is that? What is that? Uh, oh, there's loads of different things that yeah, there's, I mean, <laughs> you, you've spoken to enough medical professionals in your time. You're talking about your, your, your ear doctor friend, your dentist. I'm sure you've spoken to some arse doctor who's got many, arse. many, many stories about all the people. That pessary. It's a pessary. A pessary. What's a, what's a pessary? It's when, it's when they put something up your bottom. I Put thought that was a suppository. Bum. What's a suppository? Mm, that definitely is something that goes up your bum, uh, I think. Pure Bert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. But, yeah, I guess yeah. what. Stop huh? saying yeah. that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Although, what we've learned is you can, anything can go up there. <laughs> Apart from your, your pestle, because it's too big, right? It's too big. You could fit a butt in the pestle. You fit a butt in the mortar. Butt plug. <laughs> She's lost it. Yeah. Thomas has absolutely lost it for the yeah. listener. She said butt plug and she's, she's absolutely <laughs> losing it, laughing her head off. Absolutely losing it. I just can't stop laughing now. We've got, <laughs> we'll do well to get her back in this episode. Do you want anyone in particular playing the piano? Oh, that's a good question. Um, somebody who's quite good, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> not I don't really want to be good. 
yeah, I don't want anybody playing something where I'm like, I don't know what that is. I want to be able to recognise the tunes, proper tunes. Uh, so somebody who, like mid-range, doesn't have to be famous, but better than I am. I can only play with one hand, which is limiting. You don't want to be sat at dinner and then not really listening to the music and then you just tune into it and you work, you just hear it in the distance. And you're like, I think that's the Rugrats theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're both probably chopsticks. too young for that. <laughs> Every now and again, someone says something uh, on the podcast that I know is going to end up on the No Context Off Menu Twitter account. And when you said, I can only play with one hand and it's limiting, I was like, well, that's going. That, that's immediately, <laughs> that's immediately I mean, being that's tweeted also out. True. <laughs> but I'm really good with that hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't get it twisted, everyone. It's the same as an expert with that hand. Yeah. Not an expert. An expert that sounds too much. Do you want someone in the distance doing that as well? <laughs> um, well, I mean, if I'm on my own, maybe I could be doing that to myself, couldn't I? <laughs> Depends how good the food is, right? Yeah. And if I've got, like, instead of having cutlery, if I just have, like, a spoon, <laughs> I can keep the other hand busy, it's fine. <laughs> and then it'll be, the, the, the pianist will be the one going to the waiters. Can you ask her to turn it down? Keep it down over there. Just, <laughs> it's too noisy over on that table, please. I'm trying to play the piano over here. I'll have <laughs> what she's having. She's interrupting the Rugrats theme. <laughs> Better than sex, though. It's not, it's yeah. not on your menu. Yeah, but I'm old, so sex isn't that interesting to me anymore. So. <laughs> don't like it. It's not like, mm, you know, all yeah. fantastic sex or a mince pie. No, let's just go for yeah, the mince pie. It. Lo- a lot of foods are above sex now, right? Yeah, and the uh, older you get, food gets higher up the thing. sex and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. The older you get, they sort of swap places. You know, sex right. is everything when you're your ages, and then it, you sort of yeah, think, oh, I think about sex. it all the time. Oh, yeah, well, I do another podcast all about people's favourite sex menu. Yeah. Do you? No. No, yeah. that would be a good one, though. It'd be yeah. interesting if you see if you can get anybody on it. Yeah. Um, Boff menu, your, it's called. What would you like on oh, your sex menu? Boff? Boff. Boff. Oh, Boff. Yeah. You've got a podcast right there. there It'd be go. interesting to see who you get menu. on it. Yeah, it's actually no called Boff Men. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, thank boff you men. Yeah. Uh, boff men. My, quite be quite boutique that mm, podcast. Yes. But you might get a lot of vis- listeners. Uh, yeah, so, that's so what food has overtaken sex for you. Yeah, I mean that that sounds like I used to have as much sex as I did eat, and that probably is true. Yeah, Congrats. I probably used to have more sex yeah. than I ate. That's cool. And then you sort of swap a bit because a you're not that interested as much, and also your opportunities diminish the older you get. Sure. Like it or not. <laughs> and whereas you can uh, you can eat where you like. I mean, you can go to a restaurant and eat what you like, can't you? If yeah. You can afford yeah. it. Whereas you can't go to a boy restaurant, in my case, and eat what you like necessarily. No. Especially if they restaurant? have free will. You if they have stop free calling will. places boy restaurants, though. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Walking the idea being that... Going, I've arrived in the boy restaurant. Well, that's the sort of, you know, if there's a sort of uh, smorgasbord of boys, which is, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have one of that, a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. Not too much of that, please. Just a suggestion of that. A, yeah. uh, a, a taste of that. Uh, I've only thought of this now, but that is basically what happens. Whereas you, you know, you have more opportunities the older and richer you get. Yeah. In many ways, but yeah. uh, fewer choices in uh, the love. Well, let's not talk about love in the sex department. Yeah. You're not in love with all these boys at the boy restaurant. <laughs> no, in fact, you mustn't be in love with them. No, you can't. No, you must not the be in love the boy with them. It's, just, it's a pick and mix. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to invest too much. Sure. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a grab bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, James, what a year it's been for Willie. It has been an amazing year for Willie. Right at the start of this year, way back in March, Joe Thomas came on our podcast and he told us about his hero, 
Willie Hardcore Coos, who was a chocolate expert. He inspired Joe to do something awful with a lamb. And then we interviewed the wonderful chef, Andy Oliver, who revealed that she knew Willie Hardcore Coos. We used that contact, and as a Christmas special on Christmas Day, we released the conversation between Willie and Joe. We united them and brought them together for the first time. It's been a heartwarming story. This is also a dish that I'm going to prepare. Okay. And it's something that I call 24-hour lamb. 24-hour lamb. <laughs> and this is a lamb that you cook by burying it yeah. with a fire in a hole. And I did hold, this... Burying it with a fire in a with hole. A, initially with a fire. So that it's in there with the fire. Okay. You light a fire. Yep. You put the lamb in. Yes. Okay. Then you uh, bury it. Great. Okay. Basically, that's how Great. you do it. Now, I did this about 10 years ago. With There was one summer where I was living with my parents and... I sort of weirdly became really just for like this, just for like one time, like really genuinely quite good friends with like one of the local dads who lives in the village. <laughs> so like he was like my mate's dad. He's called Neil, but it was a bit like that's my mate Neil. So like I suppose he's about I suppose he's about fifty. I was about twenty five. But it was a nice. It was a it was a there was nothing you know. I wasn't like a toy boy. Like yeah. it was it was a, it was a perfectly lovely friendship. Just friends with your mate's dad. Just, Just friends, friends with, with your mate's dad. And I'm, I remain friends yeah. with Neil now. And friends he's, with your mate's he's a dad. Good... Not as weird as being in love with someone. No, no. <laughs> Which would be quite nice, actually. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mates with your mate's dad. So basically, he'd wanted to do this for a while, and I'd seen, or at least whose idea was it? It was perhaps even my idea, but I certainly, I remember seeing a programme on Sorry, television. I'm just starting to laugh because I'm, I'm, I'm just remembering that this story is clearly building towards you and your mate's dad digging a hole in the, in the, in the garden and cooking a lamb in it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, um, as I say, you know, it was, a, in fact, it wasn't summer, it was Christmas time because we went to. <laughs> It was some sort of romantic time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I'd seen a programme on television that was called uh, Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. <laughs> now, the thing is, in which this lamb thing had been done. Now, the thing is, it wasn't really a oh, recipe programme. Oh, what's Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas? <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what it was like. It was like, you know, uh, Kirsty, uh, Kirsty's Christmas. Like, you know, Phil and Kirsty, you do that like, yeah. property stuff. She does programmes at Christmas where it's like, it's a bit of cookery, but it's not really like, it's not really a cookie. They're not that specific about the recipes. Yeah. It's more like tips. And at the same time, it's like her just like making a house look nice and like making decorations. Decorations. That's So it was, the recipe was at sort of that level of distance from yeah. like specifically what it was actually doing. Yeah. And also I kind of, it was one of those frames that you kind of like catch where I was like, oh yeah, I think he, I think he was doing something like, and so this is me to Neil now. Yeah. <laughs> he dug a pit, he put a fire in it, and then he got a load of hay that he'd kind of kind of made a bit damp. Yeah. And he put that on top of the fire so the fire wasn't too harsh. Yeah. Then he put the lamb, which I think he'd seasoned or something. I remember them putting some herbs and stuff in. Again, I'd sort of seen it. I was like, I don't know, what's that? Could be rosemary, could be anything. Yeah. And in a way, it's not really a bit. It's about it with his family, really. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so, um, who's Willie? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, okay, so this is question. the thing. So, having watched this program, <laughs> I really identified with Willie. Yeah. And to a certain extent, I was like, I think I'm, I'm a sort of Willie. Yeah, yeah. you're a Willie I'm, type. I'm a Willie figure. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a guy like that. I'm yeah. a guy. Who I'm is a, he? I'm an affable guy. Yeah. Okay, he was a guy who I think. This might be totally wrong. I think he might have been a sort of chocolate entrepreneur. Uh-huh. I think he might have owned... Benito, you know, will you please might... Google Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas? Willie's Perfect Christmas. Christmas. I think what you'll find is that he Keep set up... Search, huh? He set... <laughs> <laughs> the point is, he was a nice guy. Yeah. And he was having a big party for his friends and family. And also, does it even exist? Willie Hardcore Coos. Yeah, there you go. Here it is. About the show, chocolate enthusiast Willie Hardcore Coos is back to show everyone that when it comes to co- chocolate... Consumers deserve the best. Yeah. And doesn't say anything about lamb. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when it comes to lamb, yeah. some people deserve a standard of lamb. <laughs> anyway, so basically, fire in the hole, damp hay, lamb, lamb seasoned in. in a hessian sack. Yeah. On top of that, fill it in. Everyone basically... Uh, in fact, sorry, actually, that is done the night before. The next day, 24 hours later... People are starting to arrive. There's a lot of anticipation. And Willie, who's like an eccentric, but like, is like, oh, what's he done now? This is, um, yeah, this is mental. And his wife was like, oh, there was a bit, so, so the neighbors called the police because it looked yeah, like he yeah. was disposing of a body. So I was like, that's cool. So he's like a kooky, yeah. kooky, cool guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then the neighbors came around and basically the lamb was dug up. It was quite sort of triumphant. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, I'm almost certain the phrase falling off the bone would have been used. Yeah. And this, like, it was fucking nice. Basically, it was fucking nice. nice. And it looked nice. It looked nice. Was it actually nice? No way of knowing. Mm-hmm. Was that the focus of the show? No. Did he really tell you how to do it? No. Had I briefly caught part of that show? Yes. Did I know Neil? Yes. Yeah. Did Neil's sister live on a farm and could get us a lamb? Yes. <laughs> Did we drive to the farm? Yes. Was it snowing when we drove to the farm? Yes. Yeah. It was that night. It was about 2009. Uh-huh. 2009. Yeah. Three decades ago, if we're using that fucking football podcast rubric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, is, don't get angry is, about it. You're the one who introduced that. Well, I just think it's bollocks. I mean, I, yeah. I just, it's not... The 90s is not four decades ago. It's okay. just over two decades ago. Yeah, we've yes. established that. It's 20, okay, 20 okay. Years so it's just it's stupid. Everyone, to, depending on how yeah. far It's like it's back. a stupid yeah. tricksy thing to go. It's like somebody going to be, like, yeah. next year you'll turn 38. You don't need to say that, okay? I know it's true. That's not I'm 36 same. now. Sure. Okay, uh, so okay, you're basically yeah. you're, you're yeah. getting another year. In. Yeah. This year next you're speaking term, in two. You're using yeah. year in a different yeah, way. Using year, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Thank you're you. using it's year not, as a marker rather than a Exactly. Time. You're saying, yeah, like in a, it, there's, a, there's a point of the year that comes after this one numerically yeah, where you'll yeah. actually be two years older. But you, in, you know, if, people might think you're two years older than you are now. Even yeah. that isn't true. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, decades not... and time and yeah. age doesn't matter. You can hang with a fifty-year-old yeah. man. Yeah, and yeah. Well, as I say, the yeah, point is, as I fine. say, yeah. are you, you know, are you fifty? <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> Do I know your son? Yes. Yeah. Do you want mates with the son? No, I want to mates with you. <laughs> How old is your son? My age. Yeah. I still choose you. You chose him. I chose him. I didn't yeah. know it was a choice placed, situation. Yeah, place an advert. I didn't. He's genuine, like genuinely a good man, a good man. Yeah. And so um, driving, basically, anyway, so we drive. So well, it was, it was, so it, was it was this snowstorm. It was, like, you know, it was a year. It was probably 2009. It was snowing so badly that the rate we were moving at 
This was a year where, I don't even remember, like, people were having to, like, overnight in their cars yeah. because they were getting stuck, even on quite big roads, uh-huh. like the M2. Yeah. For example. <laughs> For example. Yeah. It's the biggest road I can think of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't think um, of one bigger than that. <laughs> if you don't know what a big road is, and me saying, like, the M2 also hasn't helped you, I'm just going just gonna to have to not understand that. Sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were driving to Neil's sister's farm. But the way we would go so it was just you. There's me, Neil, and also a 50 year old man no, driving his, in the dead of night I in the think, snow towards a farm. I think his daughter. Yeah. And also maybe her mate. How but many as I say, of the people in the car had been briefed and told about Willie's perfect chocolate crisp? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one Neil. Yeah, Neil, Neil, one, but one Neil. The other two hadn't had yeah, that. The other two were. <laughs> I, think, I think they were both there. Anyway. So you got the lamb as well. We got the lamb. So but the, this was a fucking mission. So basically, we were moving at the speed that because it was so snowy, we we're moving at the speed that like Henry VIII moves out in Wolf Hall when he's like on horseback. Uh-huh. So like we got from Essex to Milton Keynes in about like five or six hours. Like it was a day's. It was like a day's ride. Yeah. Like, you know Wolf Hall where it's like after a hard day's riding, they'd made it from Kent up <laughs> to London. Like, what you're on about? I don't know what Wolf Hall is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not interested in the Booker Prize. Okay. Your reference points are all over the place, Joe. We've had the Premier League, Wolf Hall, and Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. But also, as I've established, I'm only addressing myself. Yeah. So I yeah, know. Yeah, all, all I know. Um, so basically, we were going at kind of medieval pace, the pace where you'd have to stop to like get fresh horses. Yeah. Um, so that added an element to it that, for me, made it better. Mm-hmm. You love time that. with Neil, basically. Yeah, yeah. Top, yeah. More time with time Neil. best mate. Yeah. Time He's best, best mate. friend. Got there, got the lamb. Point is about a lamb is that it's not really a lamb, it's a massive dead young sheep. Yes. Okay? Um, yeah. So that goes in the back of the car. Did it smell? Yes. Well, did it smell of blood? Yeah. Um, did it kick up a bit? Yes. I can't remember whether it was... So we, we overnighted. I'm going to keep using the verb overnight. We overnighted at his sister's farm. Then we drove back the next day. I think it was probably a bit of an easier journey back. Now it came to bury the lamb. The garden we chose to bury it in was not my parents' back garden. Garden? We buried it in a garden. In a garden. I thought you were doing it on the farm. No, no, that was to get Because the point what? is about Willie okay. is he's a he's a village character. So we had to come back to our village so we could invite. Well, you had to be like Willie. Yes. You couldn't just eat the lamb. You wanted the party. Like I mainly wanted to be like Willie. I wanted to party like it's I would Willie like and to like it's 1999. Like, like I'm Willie and it's 1999. Yeah. You don't just want to eat this. You see it and go. Oh, it's not really about the food. It turns out I'm more interested in preparing food for other people actually. You like I want to be like. It's about the display. It's about the display. It's about me having friends near. So whose garden did you bury it in? We buried it in the. So as I say, not my back garden. Not the back garden of the house that Neil. Uh, he was literally a homeowner uh, lived in but just the back garden of one of the other local mums who was like known to be a bit of a soft touch like she was she was the um, mum where uh, whenever there was a party with like um, like when we were at school Uh where it was just like 20 adolescent boys no girls, which was the only party I ever went to. It was always at her house. Yeah. Because it was like... You don't, you don't even need to make a comparison. Yeah. I think we all know the old phrase. Yeah. Oh, you, you know her. She'd let you bury a lamb in a bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, a 50-year-old man and his child friend <laughs> bury a lamb in her backyard. Back because they saw Willie's perfect job so, at Christmas. <laughs> so basically, we... Um, I could see, I mean, when we arrived with the lamb, I think we were basically late with the lamb because of the snow. We got there. My brother was there. 
um, Giles was there. Giles is the son um, of um, the the woman who was like his mum was like soft touch, soft, soft touch, yeah. soft touch. He was um, yeah. Uh, soft touch is yeah, like yeah. so they're there ready to help you they're, they're the there. so Greg and Giles is there and we arrive and they're, they're, the fire's lit the, the, the pit is ready the so they've done quite a lot they've done quite a lot they've done a lot they've dug the pit they've dug you. the pit for us but Willie really would dig his own pit dig, also, to be honest yeah. I, did, I wasn't great I was pissed off I wanted to dig the pit as well I wanted to like I, it was because we were late back from the from the snow and everything and like they dug the pit they lit the fire and then they were putting that hay on it seemed a bit wet, but it was like there was a steam coming up. Oh. But let's so put that in. Then we put the lamb in, buried it. In a sack? I think we did have a Hessian sack. I think Good. we genuinely did have a Hessian sack. And, it, you know, we'd put bits of rosemary in it and mm. all the rest of it. Um, probably garlic. Yeah. I mean, just definitely we would have done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking definitely. Yeah. Um, buried it. Came out the next day. Uh, so now there's um, Giles' mum Soft Touch Soft Touch, Soft touch is there Soft Touch, 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 touch yeah. lamb lady yeah. um, My mum's there Neil's wife is there <laughs> Pro- Probably thinking <laughs> Neil's spending a bit too much time yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Can't that, believe with, with his, that it's yeah, got this far That they're burying a lamb um, together My dad's you're, there. Je- you're jealous of Neil's wife of course Yeah I'm like yeah. what the fuck is she doing here Why aren't you standing I thought this was about us Why are you standing next to her Why are you standing next to her at the lamb funeral Yeah sorry what's this conversation about yeah. Sorry, no, I don't mean to butt in. Just what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, veg has been prepared, roasted veg. Yeah. A lot of anticipation. <laughs> I am basically like, I'm Willy. Out yeah, we go. Trot out to the lamb. I'm so Willy um, right now. Like, I can't see, like, obvious smoke or steam. But, like, it's fine. We dig it up. Peel back the hessian sacking. It's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's exact. It's, it's just raw. I mean, it's exactly the fucking same. It's just like hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. So anyway, we um we we get it out. Neil is in pieces. Neil's just literally like we get it back into Elaine's kitchen. We sorry, Elaine is soft touch. Soft touch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, in a way, I was like, I won't use her name, but then in a way, we just just start calling her soft touch. <laughs> anyway, I think Elaine went by. So weirdly, Elaine's also a vet, which is odd. So it's weird having this thing on the table, this yeah, dead yeah, animal. Yeah. What I would say is that what's the difference between the lamb we got from the farm and the lamb that we now dug up? I'll tell you the difference. Bits of the lamb we've now dug up literally stink of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the difference between the lamb. So basically, in hindsight, there's three things I would suggest. Um, first of all, when they put the hay on, yeah. I was like, that hay isn't damp. That's like what you'd put on a fire to put it out. It right. was just wet, wet hay. Yeah, yeah. Wet hay. So, Basically, so just put the fire Essentially, out. dug a fire, put it out. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, it was like, how do you raise the chicken? T- turn the oven on. Heat up the oven to 200. Actually, probably 180. Yeah. Uh, turn the oven off, put the chicken in. That was basically what had happened. Uh. Fire put out, lamb buried. Two other facts. Um, soft touch. Told us that um, either the night before or maybe the following morning quite a lot of the local squirrels and local pigeons had been just on the area immediately above the lamb, being like, yeah, there's something going on here. What is it? There's something near that we're interested in. What is it? There's food somewhere. What is it? And then the third fact, I'd say, is that when we dug it up, 
uh, one of Neil's sons said, uh, it smells like museums. (laughs) (laughs) Which I assume means it smells like a mummy. Smells bad. Smells bad. Did Neil also then say, Dad, please come home? Dad, Dad, please come home. Have you finished hanging out with the Thomas boy now? He said, first of all, Dad, I'm glad you're still alive. Can you just... We just want to know that you're safe. Yeah. Um, so is that your main course? So sorry, that's yeah. the main course. A the better, course a better is, version of that is, a, is, is an, a version of that that what made a by version. Willie. Willie's made, one. Well, surely Willie's one. Okay, Willie's making it. Willie's making. We saw Willie's, Willie's one. It, that's you what, know you what you want. Okay, we saw it. Yeah. yeah, we can't have your lamb zombie. As no, no, we can't. No, well, I'm you can't have something that that um that literally stinks of shit. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So uh, so main course roast lamb. Twenty four hour lamb. Long story short, you want a roast lamb for your main course. Please. Had that lady who, who who buried the salmon seen the TV show Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas? No, I don't. Why does he do that? Does Willie do that on that? I yeah. I know him. You, you know, know Willie? Will- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy, this is this is huge for the podcast. <laughs> this is absolutely. This is absolutely really? I'm so glad I brought up the Joe Thomas I, episode. And- and you know what? Just now, when I said uh, Sam Richards, don't text me now because I'm busy. She's the woman who made Willie's cho- Willie's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> She's the producer of that program. What? This is yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> if there was me in my head going, I'm going to ask if someone saw Willie's perfect chocolate Christmas. That's really going to throw go- Andy. And you were like, Oh no, she I didn't know. see that. But I, uh, but the producer just uh, messaged me. And I know. <laughs> Willie. And I know Willie. He's his his chocolate. That's some really good chocolate he makes. Right? Did he bury something in that? I don't remember that. Did he? But what did he, he bury? Buried in a that? lamb, apparently. Oh, How did he? To Joe Thomas. He buried a lamb in Willie's perfect chocolate Christmas. I will, see. Will, will you only hang out with Willie if he's been in the fridge? <laughs> no, because I'm not liable to try to snap him and eat a bit off. <laughs> so many questions right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is Willie like, and how did you meet him? <laughs> Do you know what? I actually, the first time I tried to meet him, I tried to meet him in Thailand because somebody said, I was going to Thailand on my own. They said, my mate Will's there. You have to go and say hi to him. And I got there and he'd already left. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. So I missed him. And then when I came back to England, Sam, about two years later, was making a... This TV show, Willie's... What's the whole series? What was it called? There was a whole series. Well, I can't remember Willie's yeah. something. And um, and said, oh, you must come and meet Will because you guys are going to get on like a house on fire. Was I in one? I might. I can't remember whether we were in it or whether I just met <laughs> right. him down there. But so I met him down at his farm place with all his millions of children and his lovely wife. And then occasionally I would see him in the Portobello Road. Right. Before the Portobello Road got really crap and boring. <laughs> And what, what kind of a guy is he? What, what's his vibe? He's lovely. Quite posh. Very nice. He's good. He's funny. He's really into what he does. He's really like, you know, he's one of... Because to do that, obviously, to suddenly start doing a sort of making a Peruvian chocolate business, you've got to be fairly obsessive. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. fairly obsessive about it um, because he has to be. But he makes a really brilliant thing. And, and um, I love it when people are like that, when they just one thing is their life. And that's what they're, you know, sort of their main focus is his children and the chocolate, I think. Mm-hmm. That's going to solve so many, so many <laughs> mysteries and questions on the podcast. You should get him on. Uh, uh, yeah, we yeah. should. Do you want oh, me to we're hook, absolutely get him with his contact details off of have... after this episode. <laughs> and we're going to try and get him on. You should get him on. We need to have Willie on. on. 
I mean, it was funny. You dig a massive hole. I put lots of rocks inside the bottom. Yeah. And then built a ma- when I say big fire, it was six foot wide, the pit, six foot long at least. Uh, and up to my chest, filled it with rocks, built a massive fire, got it going. It was pure embers, almost level to the ground. And then I had to pull out with a spade on a, on a shovel on a long stick, a lot of the coals. Yeah. And then I stuck inside uh, the, the lamb. I had branches of rosemary and big bunches of garlic, which I smashed up. Uh, and then I wrapped it in calco, which is a kind of canvasy white material. And I, and I was, I was worried it was going to burn, so I wet it all, wet the mm-hmm. calco. Very important to wet it, wet it all. And then I whacked in the lamb, and then I pushed in all the embers over it. So I had a good, I suppose, a couple of feet of embers on top. And then I put the earth on top, and it looked like I buried somebody. Now, Joe, yours didn't go as well as that, did it? Can no. you hit From Willie's description there, can you work out what went wrong with yours? Yeah, I can. I was, yeah, little little bits and pieces were jumping out of me there. <laughs> do you want to tell Willie how you did it? Did you do the stage, Willie, where um, this was a stage that we added to your method as a slight improvement, where after you've lit the entire fire, you uh, and your brother and your brother's mates um, basically just pour so much water on the fire that the fire just goes out. And therefore, when you bury the lamb, there's not actually any heat at all, because that, that was a stage that we <laughs> that was a stage that we did. Were you drinking? We weren't drinking. No, because uh, he was hanging out with his mate's dad, being very responsible. <laughs> I've realised you were younger. I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> How old yeah, were you, was, Joe? No, I'm 37 now, so I was 27. Oh, okay. And just a quick reminder: How old was your best friend? <laughs> he was about well, he was in his in, in his 50s. So, um, <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? 
That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. What a wonderful story that was, James. One for the ages. Ah, oh, it brings a tear to my eye. But is that tear still or sparkling? We've learned a lot about people from such a simple question, but even we were shocked by these two answers from Claudia Winkleman and Ovi Soko. Still sparkling water, Claudia? Um, neither, thank you. I don't, <laughs> I don't like or believe in it. I don't, uh, I won't have it. I won't have it. If you're walking towards my table and there's a water glass on there and you lean forward, tap or spark, you know, it's a solid no. I, I've never knowingly had water. I don't like it. The whole what? thing is arrogant and smug. There's just a whiff of check me out. And I don't, I don't, <laughs> I won't have it. I won't have it around. Claudia, you're, you're sounding dangerously like one of those anti-face mask people at the moment. <laughs> I love, no, it's not true. I love a face mask. I'm always in a face mask, but I don't, and, but then when people drink it, like my husband drinks water, great amounts of water, and I really like him, but it is, it's problematic. Don't touch me. Claude, take your bra off. Don't think so. That was disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm a glugger. I get all my, like, my day's water, I'll just have it by the sink and glug it all down in big pint cups. Like when you open your throat? Yeah, just pour it in. Like a raw egg in Rocky. Like, yeah. this, ah, this is going down. Yeah. Why? I mean, am I an old prune? Sure, sure, sure. But I'm never thirsty. I've never been thirsty. You know, there are people what? who are thirsty. I've never been... I'm 48, I'm entirely made of spray tan. I've never... You know, people are like, oh, I'd do anything for a drink. That's because they've gone down the route of giving their bodies liquid and so then they want more. The key is <laughs> none. That's a really a really interesting theory you've got there. People, sure. people are yeah. thirsty because they've drunk No, water. I don't know why people are thirsty. Maybe they've been outside. I don't go outside. So, sure, there are things that can make one thirsty, but I don't want water anywhere near me with its... It's like yoga or hummus. It's just all check, you know, look at me. Look what I can do for you. I'm not sure you can lump all those things together. I think water has probably more of a backstory than yoga and hummus. Listen, I know that water, my little one is doing the water cycle now. Yada, yada, you know, evaporation, precipitation, whatever. I get it. I like the sea. I like looking at a river. Do I want to drink it? Do I want to ingest it? Do I want to hear myself swallow? <sighs> It's a solid no. So thank you, lovely water waiter, but it's <laughs> not here. Not it, Not on my watch. No, I mean, Move along. I will accept that you don't want water. That's fine. Did I go in too hard? It's because I'm excited to be here. I think we're skimming over your reasoning a little bit too yeah, much at this I, point I because you are talking about water no. as if it's a fad, as if it's a new thing <laughs> that people have got into that you think is ridiculous. No, I, all right, there's a... Can I expand on this? Mm. You can, but also you're going to have to expand on the fact that you think the reasons that you don't like what you, you claim that you've never been thirsty and that the reason for that might be because you've never been outside and you never want to hear yourself like swallow, which you think is limited to water at this point. I think one 
gets warm and thirsty when they are either doing some form of movement, which I don't do, or they're outdoors, you know, and suddenly everyone's in the sun, they're wearing flip-flops, they're holding massive bottles of water at the size of my nine-year-old. Oh, I'm so thirsty. Do you want some? Oh, we've got a straw. Oh, yeah, it's made of bamboo. I'm so thirsty. Um, I don't. I don't leave my bed. But if I did leave my bed, so I don't really build up a thirst. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? That's A. B, I don't like the taste of it. Sparkling is too much of a shock, right? <laughs> well, it is if you never drink water. I can imagine it is a yeah. shock. It's like a slap around the face of bubbles and liquid. There's too much going on. I can't, I, oh, my God, bubbles. And then it comes out of people's noses. I'm only guessing here. <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> or there's just pure water. H2O, look at me. How do you stay so beautiful? Oh, I just drink water. But I think this is James's point. I feel like we've talked about it for too long. Well, no, not at all. Whenever you characterise someone who drinks water, you do it like it's a hipster thing, like it's only started, you know, since 2010. My parents don't drink water. They're completely (laughs) anti it. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not completely anti it. I don't know if I've ever seen them. Oh, my dad had a glass of water, yeah, the other day, and I questioned him about it but <laughs> why why would anyone see anyone else drinking a glass of water and go uh a few questions all right imagine <laughs> you're on a date right i mean i've yes. been married to, i've been the same man for 100 years but imagine you're on a date you go in he's all sort of twinkly and a little bit you know he's wearing a fisherman's sweater with some paint on it because sometimes he paints and he's sitting there and he's like, I, I don't know what to have. What are you going to have? And maybe we should have the same thing. And somebody comes around and they go, would you like some water? And he goes, yeah, sure. And they give him like a pint glass of water and he drinks the whole thing. <laughs> are you going to want to kiss this man or yeah. more? Are you going, going to what? No. Lovely wet mouth. A wet mouth <laughs> with a big, fleshy tongue that's covered in liquid. I want to like a dry, shriveled up little man i want to sleep with mr burns he doesn't drink water i want him at the table oh no i won't have water and then just sits there and nibbles on some crusty bread we come to your dream drink dream drink yeah yeah um you know i I had to think about this one and, and this one might be a bit on the boring side but i honestly i only drink water guys like I genuinely, genuinely only drink like I, I drink water. Sometimes you know I'd, I'd have a I'd have a beer on a night out or, or something like that. But yeah, I love water, man. Like it's your dream drink is water. <laughs> dream, that's my dream drink, man. That's my dream. That's my dream drink. You already had that. You had sparkling water, and now you're somehow your dream drink water. is We can double it up with still. <laughs> you're doubling we up. We can double still. up with still. I'll take one of those um uh, those little sachets that you can get a touch of fruit in there, just a touch of flavor in there, and we're good Hold to on. go. Your, your dream drink is... cleanse the palate. Let me get this straight. Your dream drink is still water. <laughs> after still water after choosing spring water, though. fresh fresh spring. Don't water. try and make it sound fresh more exciting water. by saying it's fresh spring water. Okay? That's that is way more yeah. exciting. You, you can't taste the difference. Yeah, there you go. Can, can you taste the difference between spring water and, and normal tap yeah, water? Yeah, I think I, I think can taste the difference. Probably, yeah. yes. But, yeah, you know, man. But it's fresh. I'm just, the best quencher. This is what your body's made. Like, your body's, what, 60, 70% water or whatever it is? Yeah. You need it, man. I love, yeah. 
<laughs> I bet you've never heard that one before. No. There you go. It's the I first. I love that you went, oh, this first. might be a bit on the boring side. And I was like, oh, no, it's definitely not going to be. He's just a bit worried that his drink... Tr- oh, yeah. no, it is. But it is. It's water. Yeah. He's picked water as his drink. It's drink. water, man. There was, there was a long <laughs> pause that you left Spring after water. saying it was going to be boring. And I literally, in that pause, thought to myself... What's boring? Water. Well, it's not in a pit of water. Maybe it's... <laughs> I, 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 I know you went, water. It's definitely water. water. Thanks, Ovi. A wonderful drink, still sparkling water, sure. But the king of drinks, as we all know, is Diet Cola. Since the very beginning of this podcast, James has told the most boring story of all time what? about how he stopped drinking normal Coke and then started drinking Diet Coke, and it tasted like normal Coke to him. He gets it into every episode record. It very rarely makes the edit, but we will be playing one version of it here. It's a part of Unshurlers. Ed, do you want to tell a partner my Diet Coke story? Uh, yes, James uh, stopped drinking uh, all caffeine uh, a while ago. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, including Diet Coke, because that's got caffeine in it, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, and then after many years, uh, he decided to start drinking Diet Coke again because he needed to wake himself up for something. Okay. And because it had been so long since he drank uh, any Diet Coke or Coke, Diet Coke now just tastes like normal Coke to James. Yes. What? How's, how's that for a life hack? <laughs> now, was that story more exciting when Ed told it? <laughs> So I've told it. I've told it many times on the podcast, and it always gets nothing, and the guests hate it. I thought I would try it this time with Ed telling it. Uh, was it better? I think because you told him to tell it, I thought there was some element of shame yeah. for you. Yes. So I was automatically invested in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit more like oh. Yeah. 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 Something's going on here. Should uh, next time I tell it, should I add a more shameful element to it? Just <laughs> and then he drank Diet Coke again, and he immediately shit his pants. Yeah, I oh. do think if someone gives you permission to tell their story, you have full license. Yeah. To <laughs> oh, really? Hear from the facts. You can yeah. do what they like, like like, t- like Tim Burton remaking Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he also I liked your version of it, Ed. It was nice, mm. but you. I would say, just as some feedback... Sure, 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 feedback, sure, sure, sure. You, you missed out... You weren't as precise and specific about some details. Like, you, yeah. you said, like, James has cut out all caffeine, but you didn't yeah. say, like, it was, like, how long ago it was. It's yeah. 2013, I usually pinpoint it. Mm. No, and I definitely made it less it boring. Was, it, yeah. was, it was five years later. <laughs> yeah. it was, you said some years went by. It was five years That's later, just, and then I started drinking. Because I bring sort of a natural element to the storytelling. <laughs> sure. You know, people don't care about dates and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm more of an anecdotalist than James, and he's right. more of a sort of science guy. Okay. Aparna, would you like to have a turn at telling the story? <laughs> I know you've heard it once. Yeah. Okay. But like, you can I can try. Yeah, yeah. I can try. Yeah. Okay. So, James, you stopped drinking caffeine yeah. at a time in your life when you really didn't want to be awake. Yes. <laughs> and then five years later, yeah. all of your relationships started falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Professionally, you were off track. So, <laughs> you decided you had to add some caffeine back to the mix and you went for Diet Coke. Uh, the regular Coke was there for you, but you couldn't handle the impact. Yes. Regular Coke at that point, because you were weak from the <laughs> lack of caffeine. And so now Diet Coke gives you the same kick from regular Coke. And at this point, a regular Coke might, in fact, kill you. Yes. Great. That was the best anyone's ever told us. <laughs> yeah. Quite yeah. easily the best has ever been told. Brilliant. Loved it. Couldn't have said it better myself, a partner. 
Thank you. Now, it often winds James up if his Diet Coke story gets cut out, and people have really oh. cottoned on that winding James up is a very fun thing to do. And we've got a list of clips here as long as your arm. These bunch of punks. <laughs> we've selected from the bunch of punks Jen Brister, <laughs> Ivo Graham, <laughs> Terry Hatcher, <laughs> David Cross, and Dolly. <laughs> Uh, so we arrive at your dessert. Are you uh, much of a dessert? dessert? You are, aren't you? I love them. You love Obviously, a pudding. This is the... I... Do you know what? There are days where I'm like, I'm totally down for this, but mostly not bothered. Mm. I don't, like, if we go out, if I go out for dinner, I never have a dessert. Okay. Okay. I will have a dessert wine. Yes. Or I will have the cheese board. More okay, bread. We are in. Yes. We no. Well, well, what, oh, what, what, what are you about what to say? What kind of territory are we in What's here? What's your actual? Oh my god. <laughs> this, oh no, is... this, this feels tense. I don't know if this Jen, is coming across your, in the podcast. What's your, what's your choice? What's your actual for your dessert, dessert that you're choosing now? Uh, well, I guess it'd be a cheese board. <laughs> I'm sensing, I don't know where I'm getting this from, but I'm sensing some kind of competition here, and I'm sensing, James, that you may have lost. Oh, I've lost everything. James can't bear the idea of anyone not having a sweet thing for dessert and having a cheese board instead. Oh, really? And that's what I... I do it on a regular basis. So, so we, you wouldn't we, have we pudding out, either. I, we went out for we went out for lunch uh, at Tom Carriage's restaurant, and I picked the cheese board, and James was genuinely angry with me. What did you pick? I sat here with you. I asked you about your itsu. <laughs> I, I, I had fun with you about fizzy wines. Oh man, I feel had a real laugh with this you. This is a really I, tricky I, one. I opened up about my psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there and you choose a goddamn cheese board now, for dessert, Genie. Be quiet. I want to talk to Jen about <laughs> what cheeses she likes. Okay, right. What's on the cheese board, Jen? Um, I love a mixture of the soft and the hard. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, James. So I would have like a really, I don't know, a really stinky cambisola or something like that, mm, or like okay. a brie. <laughs> <laughs> or a camembert or something. And then maybe like a harder cheese, like a gruyere. Yes, nice. Uh, I also quite like a cheddar bomber. Oh, OK, nice. Cheddar now, just in case the listener doesn't know what's going on, every time Jen mentions a cheese, James <laughs> blows a raspberry like an orangutan. And does something with his thumb. Yeah. Um, OK, and then, yeah, so I'd have a mixture of those. Tell me, tell me, Jen. Yeah. You say you like a gruyere. Mm-hmm. Have you dipped your toes into the waters of Comte before? I have, and I love a Comte as well. I love a Comte. I love well. a Comte. A little bit nutty. Very nutty. Yeah. And yeah. very well aged Comte. Yeah, very Delicious. nice. Delicious. But what I insist on, <laughs> whilst, whilst the genie dry wretches in the corner, is that will there be enough crackers for the cheese? Because oh, there are be never as many enough crackers, crackers as you like. You can even. <laughs> I don't know if anyone There's can... only enough crackers if your kids haven't been at the the oat the oat crackers. I don't. They're not here. They're that's, not the only way, that's the only way I can enjoy this meal. They are not here. Lucky, lucky, lucky for them. They're not here. Can I? Can I? I hate them to see their mother <laughs> make such an awful decision.
And we arrive at your dessert, the, the greatest dish of all. I think I'm going to disappoint James with the dessert. Because oh. I do like desserts, but I just don't have desserts that often. I don't know. I don't, I don't like where this is going. I don't. And I don't, and I don't feel good. I, I feel great. Uh, we... And, we have, and I told you we'd return to the Graham Hearth, uh, and uh, and we're back at my parents' house, and um, my mum will occasionally make some lovely, like, crumbles, apple crumbles up there, oh, really okay. nice apple crumble. Oh, yeah. That's nice. But I think uh, what I'm probably going to have is just uh, a banana cut up in Yo, in Yo Valley yogurt. For cheese and biscuits, <laughs> and it's somehow worse. A banana cut up in Yo Valley yogurt. You absolute trash man. You trash man with your trash family. The Graham the Hearth. In, the, the back of the Graham Hearth. What's going to be in the Graham Hearth? I chopped up banana. I chopped up banana in a Yo Valley yogurt. Yeah. Well, because my dad, that's, that's his favourite thing. What? What? Are you, who is he? How is that his favourite thing? Because my dad can't really. He doesn't. He doesn't cook. No, so, no, so, that is clear. No, he barely eats. Full of sound effects. He doesn't barely. Eat. He has a lovely. So it's either that or petit filou. What? <laughs> I mean petit filou. What? One on its own. Uh, petit filou on its own. No, or uh, with, uh, with uh, the chopped no, up no, banana. No, no, no. Which you means have, you're no, no, putting uh, loads of different petit filous all over the no, one no, banana. No, no, there's no banana with the petit filou. The petit filou is just on its own. If we don't have banana. But to have pretty full Well, no, I'm 29 and my dad's 48. 58. Doesn't matter. Um, he. So, but, but, so it's his. Usually, uh, you know, it, 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 it'll be um, my mum or increasingly my brother who cooks a lot, who'll put a lot of effort into uh, a big main, uh, usually a lovely carbonara, and then pudding will be a bit of a bits and bobs afterthought. So there will be some cheese and biscuits, maybe some grapes. Uh, but my dad's favorite, and his sort of eyes light up, and say, and he says, "Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't chop a banana into some yogurt for me, would you?" And I would say, "No, I wouldn't." But, but I, but. Now I'm, I'm afraid I've, I've, I've spent the last two decades <laughs> of my life drinking that Kool Aid. The Cratchits, Bob and Cratchit's and you, family on Christmas Day. And you put brown sugar on if that's if that's uh, if, that, if that's one you one you back over. Occasion. Brown sugar elevates it slightly. Yeah. And also you watch but, as you watch the brown sugar uh, sort of to dissolve in such a lovely golden way. Yes, <laughs> I'm aware of how brown sugar sinks into a yogurt. <laughs> it looks I'm lovely. Aware, I'm familiar with that visual. And it just, does not save any of, of this. And a bit of squeezy honey, as I, as, as well. Okay. Ideally. Fine. So the, you oh, know, yeah, we've squeezy honey and brown sugar that's made it better. But like, still, this is the absolutely. Also, oh, Yo oh. Valley makes me angrier. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be Yo Valley. Up a maybe a, maybe a Greek some natural <laughs> yogurt and having some brown sugar and honey in it. To, why are you even bothering? I, because I think the that, way, you must your, have known the way your dad what asks, reaction this was going to yeah, get. the way your dad asks for it as well. Oh, you wouldn't mind chopping up a banana? <laughs> well, no, no, he doesn't say that. He says, he says, he says, he says, you know what I like. And goes, yes, the most boring thing in the world. No, it's not the most boring thing in the world. It's it's something sort of simple and rustic. About it, and from a very young age, uh, I was able, Simple as a man, the, 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 
I knew that something you were no I, I hit you in the face, you Etonian Oxford graduate. I knew something I could do that could make my dad happy, and that was to cut banana into some Yo Valley yogurt and sprinkle some brown or muscovado sugar on top, and uh, and I'd have it as well. And everyone else would scoff, much as much as you have. But it, it's 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 basically my dad, particularly when my like he's he's my, like him like he's spending like my mum's not around for for whatever reason. Will live very much like a uh, a, a divorced man who's got no idea how to fend for himself. So he'll have beans on toast yeah. and he'll have banana yogurt for pudding. And uh, and and those are two of my favourite things. Um, well, of course, we've got two uh, two alumni of the Great British Bake Off sat in front of me. It sounds like we had very different experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> James, do you want to talk Terry through what happened? Well, an ex- yeah, I'd call it an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was just very jet lagged at the time. Okay. I just come back from here, actually. Okay. And uh, Terry, did you travel from here? Yeah, too? I traveled yeah, from yeah. here, so yeah. I'm not yeah. quite just sure. Checking, yeah. I'm not, I, I traveled from here, so I'm not yeah, quite I mean, sure. But yes. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm not <laughs> trying to show you up or anything. Just, it was different. I probably did a different route back. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You took the long way around. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had what I think is commonly just—I think this is a baking term—but what is uh, referred to as a waking nightmare, <laughs> and um, everything <laughs> fell apart. My my flapjacks were just like a, a porridgey mess. Aww. I had to do a cream horn for the technical, which is I think a bit too hard for the technical. I think technicals. We to had be. the um, we had a uh, cream pie. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how did that go? How did you do on that? I finished mine and helped other people. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I did neither of those things. Um, yeah, Alan Carr didn't know how to make um, custard, so I helped him make his custard. And uh-huh. then um, one of the other girls um, had an issue with her hand, so she couldn't pipe her whipped cream, so I uh-huh. went and did that because I was finished. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's how I you mean, do it, Joe. I don't know how you did that. Like that, that <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even think in like normal uh, my, my brain was all but, over the place uh, no i will say the technical is hard it, it's hard because if you the the way it works with the um with the directions the very minimal directions they give if you don't know what you're doing yeah. it doesn't tell you what to do so mm. you're right like i'm if you don't know how to do it it's not there and that makes it very hard they but, knew what they were doing with us they just they just completely gave very little direction cream horns like pastry and like creme pat, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So you had to make the custard, and then you had to pipe. You had to make the horn, and then you had to pipe it in. Yeah. Yeah. And like I couldn't do any no, of that. No, that sounds like it a lot. It all fell apart. That sounds like a lot. And I'm then the sorry, next day, I had to make my uh, make my special place out of uh, out of oh, it's meant to be, I guess, like cake and stuff. But I just did it with sweets. <laughs> oh, meringue, that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I had to make, I, I, I ran my mouth off and told him I could make a theme park out of meringue, but I couldn't. <laughs> so that didn't go well either. He, um, it went so badly, Terry, that he became a meme. Really? A meme. Yeah. Wow. That's how badly it went. Became known wow. as the worst baker in Bake Off history, and that's oh, including, that's, like, that's not just the celeb one, that's oh. like all of them. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not good. It was, it was the best so day of my bad. life, Terry. Oh. He had a good time. Oh. I had a great Did time. you like the show before, though? I mean, yes. is that why? Yeah. I've not watched an episode since. Oh, my God. It's like trauma, like PTSD. Yeah, you can't I'll, do I'll, it. I've not, not been able to watch it I since I was such tent. a huge fan. And this was mm. back a couple of years ago, at least. And I think I was the, one of the first people in the States to be a huge, huge fan. Yeah. Because when, they, when the offer came to me to do the thing for charity, um, it sort of got got t- 
came to me in a way of like, you probably don't want to do this, but sure. here's this mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> of course I want to do it. Oh my God. And I went over there with, um, two big suitcases packed full of 30 pounds worth of flour and all my own tools Bought and your all own my flour. Yeah. How did that look at customs? Well, I know. I really, <laughs> I was sweating it out yeah. on the plane. I thought I am completely food. getting arrested for this. Unmarked but, bags. But the producer called me like the day before I was supposed to leave. And she said, you know, it just really dawned on me that our flour is different than your flour. And if you've been practicing with this stuff, like it might not work with what we have here. So you better bring. So I brought my own so food, food color dye. Yeah. I brought my own. Yeah, I brought a lot of wow. stuff. Mm. Yeah. I was sounds like you really prepared for it as well. I did. I might, have been, I did. I might have been doing it with different flour. <laughs> that home. was your problem. Yeah. yeah. At home when you practiced? Mm. When I made my flapjacks. Did you practice at home? Once, yeah. I had one run through with my sister. It was easy. Because <laughs> your sister did it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but it looked very easy when I watched her doing yeah. it. I thought, this is going to be great. I'm going to nail this. Wasn't it pretty though the tent and the whole thing? Like no, I, no, okay. <laughs> I, I just I just kept saying I can't believe I'm in this tent. I can't believe I'm in this mm. tent. I really loved I it. I said that as well, but I, not in that tone. <laughs> 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 also, I mean, when I did it, it was ve- a very cold day. I don't know what the weather. Yeah, was it was like. cold. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I was cold like, and rainy. Stop, and... stop trying to make excuses. Doesn't yeah, Terry also cold. flew from LA. Mm. It was also a cold day. Yes. She finished and it was everyone raining. else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she probably could have of... finished and then come to your episode as well and helped you. That would have been good. I would next time. If you ever feel like next you want to confront your fears or yeah. whatever, I could be your sous chef. Yeah, well, that would be good. That would be quite the team, actually. <laughs> like like the, the worst and the best who have ever done it. I think team up together. I think unite. team is probably stretching the term. You just, I, I, didn't, my you just didn't practice. I bet you would. Yeah, I didn't practice... Uh, and, you know, all so many things. I guess, you know, cream pie is a bit easier than cream pie. <laughs> oh, I agree. You know, it sounds I think pretty you're right. easy. I think you're right. What did you do for your showstopper? Um, so we had to do um, a rainbow cake, and oh. it was uh, it had to have at least six layers that represented all the colors. Wow. And it had to be at least two tiers. But so then I did 12 tiers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an God. overachiever. So I did the the bottom layer I did with the cake being the rainbow, all the different six colors. And then the top layer, I did a white cake and I made lemon curd as the the filling between the layers. But I changed the color so that the curd was all the different colors. So that when you cut into it, it was white cake with the rainbow in the filling. And then the bottom was rainbow cake with white filling. Absolutely incredible. I, I iced an egg. Piped some icing onto onto an egg, yeah. so it looked like Sandy Toxvig. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, I I'm a, I'm a sweet savory guy. So okay, I can I can, I can work with that. When <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> it's gonna when, be fine. It's gonna when be it fine. comes to dessert, almost every single time, uh, either I don't have dessert or we'll get the uh, cheese plate. Yes, the cheese. I'm a I'm a cheese guy. <laughs> The moment I met you, David, I knew you were one of my people. This 
<laughs> this is incredible. Fuck you, David Cross. Um, I quit. <laughs> so is, is, that, is that what you're selecting, David? Are you, sele are you selecting the cheese plate for your dream meal? No. Yes! <laughs> I'm not going to select the cheese God bless America. Plate. I'm going to say, you know what? I've got... I'm just going to use logic here. Yeah. Um, I have enough room for dessert. I don't need a whole lot of dessert. Mm. Uh, uh, and dessert's usually, you know, slice of pie or whatever. But I do have some room for dessert. And rather than the cheese plate, because um, then I'd have to switch to wine. Yeah. And I've had too much beer at this point. Too I mean, much I, I mean yeah. we're we're in, I mean, we're at like seven pints at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and... So I don't want to switch to wine. So yeah. forget the cheese. So I'm gonna have some more poutine. <laughs> God! God! Yes, this is great. Oh, I thought back. I was safe. I thought, oh, it's okay. For yeah. a minute there, I thought, for a minute there, I felt like when at the Oscars when they said La La Land won, uh, and, 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 I, and I was like, no, it's like, like, yeah. But now it's like they went La La Land won. Oh no, sorry, we made a mistake. La La Land won. <laughs> What was great about that is the look of glee on David's face when he said that. So a, happy. because he knew it was going to upset James. Yeah. And B, because just the idea of just, oh, more poutine, please. <laughs> Book ended yeah. it with poutine. I think that's a wonderful it, choice. It, you know, comes full circle. Yeah. We come to the dessert. Very exciting. The headliner of the meal for a reason. It's the best. Not for me. So if I'm hungover and I, I want to get the 12 pounds cheesecake slice that's the only time i'll ever have a real hankering for sweet stuff i haven't i haven't got that much for sweet tooth so if i may am i allowed to have cheese instead of pudding yes oh no <laughs> left. Uh, james has left the zoom call uh for, <laughs> he's literally left the zoom for, call. Um, for Loyal listeners, you will know what happens <laughs> when people order cheese. It's the first time it's happened on a Zoom episode, uh, and I wondered what might happen. And he simply left left the Zoom call. Um, this is an order that has made him scream in an elected MP's face before. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we've just taken a quick uh, pause there uh, just to explain what happened. Um, when Dolly picked her cheese uh, for dessert, which is perfectly reasonable to have for a dessert, uh, James got really angry, uh, slammed his laptop uh, to leave the Zoom, um, and uh, messed up the recording. So we've had to come to another <laughs> another website to record the rest of the podcast because uh, James ruined the whole recording by being a, a little angry boy mm. and, and uh, getting getting all pissy about cheese, didn't you, mate? No regrets. Don't forget, stand by it. Completely stand by it. You're lucky that I bothered to reopen the laptop. I didn't throw the laptop out the window. <laughs> also, so I really angry. like I like when you can really cost out the price of a joke. And the cost of that physical gag, I think, was totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. And also, you call it a joke, but I think he's quite serious. Um, <laughs> he uh, also normally gets to shout at the guests and he gets to get all that anger and aggression out uh, towards the cheese. Uh, but now he's slammed. <laughs> he slammed the laptop, and you can still still see seething. He's but it's yeah, bubbling away there. Yeah. Well, I thought by slamming the laptop, I didn't have to listen to <laughs> the awful chat that now has to follow, where <laughs> Dolly lists a bunch of disgusting cheese and biscuits that she wants instead of a delicious pudding. But now I'm. I have to still listen to this bit. 
Oh, James, you didn't play it cool that day, <sighs> did you? Those people. I do not regret shutting my laptop on Dolly Alderton. She absolutely deserved it. And all those people, by the way, now have IBS. Thank you, Sarah Millican. I don't get wound up as often, James, but when I do, oh boy, I flip my lid. So let's hear a couple of clips now from a couple of people winding me up. But I'll let you in on a secret. Sometimes it's you two that wind me up. Me and the Benegorgon. Proud. Here's Diane Morgan... And Hari Kondabolu. Ed, you deserve everything you get. Starter, Diane. Yeah. Oh, right. So, first thing, yes. I don't believe in starters. Oh, no. I never, yes. I never, never have a starter. What is the what? point in starters? Yes. Just give me my main meal. Uh, what is all the right. point of a starter? Well, how about a bonus, a bonus mini main before the main main? No, no. Yes, no. Diane. Pointless. Captain, it's just, my captain. It's just more ways of getting money out of you, isn't it? Yeah, it's a swizz. It's a swizz. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a smaller meal before the yeah, meal you actually lovely. want? No. You're the one who's just eaten marmalade on a poppadom. Yeah, to be fair, that was weird. You forced me into it, though. I didn't actually want it. You said you were a shred-headed. You ate the whole poppadom before the marmalade on it. So, anyway, no starter for me. Thank you. (laughs) It's a pass. It's another pass. I love it. Greg Davis did this. Also, here's what might interest you, because I'm I'm getting the heebie-jeebies now. You might be able to see... I got goosebumps and my hairs are standing on end. Greg Davis chose poppadoms. Greg Davis said that his favourite... Thing to have problems with was lime pickle and that he loves lime pickle to the extent that he complained that his local curry house has stopped doing lime pickle and they put it back on the menu and called it Greg's Pickle afterwards after the podcast had gone out. And he also said pass on the starter. Yes. He's the only person to have done that. You are the second person to have done it. Yes. And you like the lime pickle, but this is very exciting. That's so amazing. Far. I think we really get on. What? what do you do, though, on a night if you're eating out with people yeah. and everyone else orders a starter, what do you do? Don't have a starter. So you just sit yeah. there while everyone else eats their starter? Yep. Oh. Yeah. How do you like that, Ed? I try and persuade them not to have a starter. Oh, you're the worst. Diane doesn't have to worry about passing the starter and everyone else having their starter. She'll be chatting to Greg Davis. They're both not having starters together. Probably splitting a jar of lime pickle together. But th- surely th- has there ever been a starter on a menu that you've thought, oh, actually? Yeah, I have. I have. Actually, sometimes uh, the starters are nicer than the mains, aren't they? So I'll yes. have two starters instead oh, of the main. What is this? It absolutely flipped around. Yeah. No, I thought I'd flipped her around and then she came back and said she'd have two starters instead of a main. Oh, that, you do your own kind of like impromptu tapas. You, t- you, you change the restaurant. Yeah, I won't be sort of, you know, pushed into having a starter. Am I right in thinking we are just pass on the start and going straight to the main course? Yes. <laughs> Oh, so, always so disappointing. Don't you think it's the way that life's going now, isn't it? Everyone's getting mm. so greedy for stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not funny, Ed. <laughs> Am I allowed mm. to take a bite out of this rugula that you have brought? Yes, Is absolutely. that what that is? Uh-huh. Yes, I bought it along with me, Ed. I got it from uh, Rustin Daughters. Yeah, Rustin well, Daughters. Less said about that, the better, James. If oh. you, I wanted to go there and you went there without me. It's chocolate but, and what is it? Ed, we could go together. I don't want to go with you. I'm going by myself. That seems to be the way people do things around here. <laughs> oh, Ed. I'm going to go and get a bagel by myself oh, and then no. I'm going to eat some Toadie's Choco Lonely. Oh, no. <laughs> Eddie Choco Lonely. Eddie, Eddie Bagel Lonely. Eddie Bagel Lonely. I'm not organising any more food trips during this. I'm not choosing any more restaurants for all of us together. I'm only going to places by myself from now on. It's a single bagel. Well, it's a single bagel that you knew I wanted. 
You could have had, we want to go again with you. Well, bad luck. Why? You will not be getting my list of restaurants that I was planning on. I don't understand. I'm going, by, I'm going by myself. But can't we? We can be with you. Like, do you have to be there when we have it for the first time? Is yes. That what it is? Oh. Because we're here together. But it's not... <laughs> I will say Terrace Bagels, which is a, a block away from here, is fantastic. If you do, is it better than Russ and Daughters? I can't tell you. I don't know. Why did all your friends go to Russ and Daughters without you as well? <laughs> Isn't Russ and Daughters a chain? Yeah, there's a few of them around New York. Terrace, oh, they've been uh, to all of them. They probably went <laughs> yesterday. No, no, we just been to one. Me and Benito went to one. Yeah, we had to leave earlier than the head, and we you didn't have to. We thought, uh, we thought, you know, oh, we were hung- Benito was like, I'm so hungry. And we were like, let's look for a place. And we are like, oh, there's a Russian door. It's like right there. So we just went, we just looked on the maps. And then we just thought, we'll just go there and get one. And, and you knew, as soon as you made that decision, I bet someone said, Ed will be annoyed if we go there without him. No, we didn't say that. We well, didn't think sh- that that would happen. You should know me better. We thought it would be okay. Sorry, Harry. I, d- I don't like that you have to witness it. <laughs> oh, Eddie Bagel Lonely. What is this? It's a rugula. But what does that mean? It's isn't it? Like I thought arugula was rocket. rocket. No, yeah, that's arugula. This is R U G E L A C H. Is that right? R E G E L A C H. That's right. Correct. Five points to Hari. Isn't it? It's, a, it's like a, a Jewish uh, uh, cookie, right? Yeah, it's like a, a little like it's like a, a Jewish Swiss roll. It's lovely, <laughs> from what I can see. It does look very nice. It's very nice, filled with chocolate, raspberry. Apricot, depending on different ones there. Mm. Some sorted one. Mm. And pastry that goes around in the spiral. I'm very hungry, of course, because I haven't eaten today. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. You'll be happy to know that the next day I went out and got one of those bagels and I bought James and Benito one in an act of what I like to call passive-aggressive kindness. Yep, and guess what? We just liked the bagels and that was it. He thought we were going to feel bad because we hadn't invited him the day before. But all that happened was we got two bagels and Ed paid for one of them. Yeah. <laughs> About $18. Ridiculous. It was brilliant. I love it. I love it in Russ and Daughters when you see the man slicing up the salmon in front of you. Even that is like a delicious mini meal before the main meal. That's what I like to call uh, some things. It's a, no, it's that's a what phrase. I call a starter. Don't you... Huh. You're all winding me up as much as Richard Herring wound us up. Oh, I remember Richard Herring winding us up the whole time. Richard Herring was so ridiculous on that episode that one of my girlfriend's friends genuinely said to her that she felt sorry for us in that episode because a competition winner from the public had got on and didn't understand how the show worked, but it was actually a professional comic named Richard Herring. Let's hear from the professional comic Richard Herring. I don't want to eat anything I can eat. The, you know now, yes. And this is something I would. This again, this is something from my past that I, is genuinely my favourite dessert. And you won't know what it is because it's uh, it's it's called Bella's pudding, <laughs> and it's named <laughs> it's named after my grandma's friend who's called Bella, not pudding. Bella. <laughs> she made. <laughs> she made she's called Bella pudding. Uh, she's she made a now. I, I didn't like the top part of it. The top part was like meringue that you get on lemon meringue pie. I wasn't that bothered about that, right? But the bottom bit, the bottom you bit. You didn't is, like is, the top part of it. What are you doing, really, Richard? I didn't really eat the top part, but the but bottom part. In every part, course so far, there's been a bit that you don't want to eat of it. You sometimes have to put up with something you don't want to get to the thing that you really love. Not in your dream meal. <laughs> you do. 
Well, I could I could say don't put the meringue on top, but it was this like set caramel dessert, like a kind of not quite a mousse. I can't even describe what it is. My grandma could make it. Bella presumably could make it. I never met Bella, so my my pudding comes in three parts, but all parts are Bella's pudding. I would like to have a Bella's pudding made by Bella, which I never got to <laughs> taste to see how my grandma did. I would like a Bella's pudding made by my grandma, which is the most delicious pudding I've ever eaten. If you if you scooped up the <laughs> and just ate the can, like really nice set caramel. Just I love caramel, but it was just incredible. And I'd like the attempt that my mum and my sister did after my grandma was no longer making it, which wasn't anywhere near as good. And I'd like to taste all three blind tasted and work out and be able to identify which was which. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it reminds me of my grandma, who's no longer with us. It was, and it was, and it was a unique and amazing dessert. And I like, I like ice cream especially. I love caramel stuff. And it was this just amazing, like cooked, yeah, caramel. I think. But so because it had meringue on the top, so it must have been cooked somehow. But was it like was it was it like a, a creme caramel? Was it like a wobbly kind of, or was it like a toffee cinder block? Or what, what are you talking about? It was it was somewhere it wasn't like I, creme caramel is one of my least favourite desserts because I don't like the texture of it so it wasn't that I kind agree. of yeah. that sort of weird texture that you get with creme caramel it was more like a mousse but it was not quite a, it was sort of set that you know you put a spoon in and you wouldn't you didn't have to dig it would come so it was mousse like but huh. set like a like a sea it was there was there wasn't bubbles in it I don't think I think it was just this brown caramel I, again i don't really remember much about it that's why i would like to have it again yeah so two of your courses so far you've demanded different versions of the same thing to test <laughs> to see which is the yeah. best one look i'm gonna make the most of this opportunity do you not listen to the thing i said about desert island discs i have the opportunity to travel in time to get meals that i've forgotten about to get meals that i know i will never taste again and people on here choosing bloody pizzas and mcdonald's and nando's no Bella's Pudding. Who else has chosen Bella's Pudding? No one. Thanks, Richard. So many great stories, anecdotes and food-based revelations have been on the podcast, James, and those are my words. Yes, I even taught everyone about the origin of crisps. I'm a very wise and learned man. So here, with some great stories, anecdotes and food-based revelations, is Sam Carter, Susie Essman, Amy Hoggart, Michael McKean, Russell Howard, Roisin Conaty, Ramesh Ranganathan, and myself, James, the origin of crisps, Acaster. Talking to Catherine Cohen. I used to hate sparkling water. I used okay. to despise it. Um, when we were touring in Europe when we were younger, I was not about it at all, but it was just all that they seemed to have. Yeah. So you'd be on stage and be like, oh, I'm so thirsty. You go and pick up a big bottle of water, oh. go to down it and be like, whoa, what's happening here? Not on stage. No, you'd be, you'd burp, you'd be burp, burping and worse. Terrible, terrible yeah. quen- to quench your thirst. Yeah, sparkling. but now, not. over the last two, three years, I think... Yeah, I've got really into sparkling. Would burps quite help, though, in metal vocals? <laughs> Maybe. That's a new style. You can really yeah. do it. I was listening to... Uh, oh, I'll now get the name wrong. Fergoffin? Fergoffin? How are you spelling that? It's a funeral doom... But, uh, uh, yeah. So, T-H-E-R... Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Right. Yeah. Fergoffin. Yeah. Amazing 
album. Yeah. yeah. But he does sound like he's burping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of that black metal and yeah, yeah. metal there is a real sort of low sort of like it sort of sounds like they're not really making much of an effort. Yeah. Or they're, or they're really sad about the fact that they have to sing like that. It sounds like he's doing that thing we used to see how long you could go uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayhem are like that. There's a band called Mayhem that just sound like the singers burping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really nasty. I've only done a little bit of baking recently. But you've got to leave it until it's then twice the size, and you're trying to. Work oh yeah, out yeah, what, yeah. The, what twice let the let size it rise, is. which yeah. is kind of fun because then you get to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> you get to beat the crap out of a thing of dough, which is fun. <laughs> Would you think about anything in particular while you were beating up the dough? Well, it depends. You know, I get asked this question a lot about you know how I work up my anger for my character yeah. for Susie Green on Curb. Yeah. And there's always, now my trigger's so easy, you know, because I have this asshole in chief here that I could just use him. Um, but, you know, there's always something. I mean, I brought up teenagers. There was always something. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Sorry, I, I was then thinking about who the uh, asshole in chief was. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Donald Trump. But yeah. then, but, but, we don't say his name. We yeah, don't yeah, say but his for name. a while I was like, oh, Larry, Larry seems like a nice no, guy. No, it's not Larry. It's not Larry. I love Larry. I was like, what? Larry's one of my best friends. I love him. Yeah, yeah. So do you find, that you find the character easier to access now? She's always been easy to access yeah. for me because it's so much fun. Yeah. You yeah. know, you just scream and yell and tell everybody to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. I show up to set, you know, they fly me to LA. The other thing about when you're on set, they feed you all day. Yeah. You know, this craft service, you know, a craft service. Yeah. Yes. It's just like deliciousness all day long and choices and then catering. We always have a great caterer. And it's, I love when you don't have to think about your food mm-hmm. when it's just provided for you. Because mm-hmm. to me, every night it's like, all right, what are we going to do for dinner? It's like the stress and the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I had kids at home and, and the meal prep and then, and now they're all in their late twenties and they all, you know, live on their own, but they come home and it's, what are we doing for dinner? <laughs> what am I, the, the, the meal preparer for the rest of your life? I have to prepare your fucking meals. You figure it out. Here's money. Go to the store. Do you like an amused bush? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Wang over. Absolutely. And what is it this time, James? Pe- peas in a pod. Peas in a pod. Oh, nice. I love peas. Yeah. I better remember that for all the food stuff in a minute. Do you Amy love peas? Lo- Amy yeah. loves peas. One day, um, I ate mushy peas three times and then I had peas for dinner. <laughs> oh my, what? On my way back from a festival. No one could believe it. On your way back from a festival? Yeah. Like I ate mushy peas at the festival. So they serve mushy peas at the festival? Yeah, it was like a you know breakfast thing. Yeah. Breakfast. <laughs> I don't know, I can't explain it, but I ordered it. And then we went on like a ferry or something. It was on the Isle of Wight. Went on a ferry and then Mushy Bees on the ferry, I had some. And then we got to a service station and I thought it'd be funny to get them again, just to make my friends laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I got back, mum had made peas for dinner. Just peas? With other stuff. Yeah. I mean, but that you, is incredible. It's and you were, just to think, Amy, you were worried about coming on the food podcast because <laughs> yeah. you didn't think you had enough food-based material. I mean, the first food that's yeah. mentioned, you've got a whole anecdote about whole it. whole anecdote at the time you ate loads of mushy peas and then peas. Yeah, that's my only food story. Well, <laughs> well thanks for coming on the show. On it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> very exciting. James has only started doing the amuse bouches recently. I yeah. really like it. It went very well from my perspective. And yeah, every, yeah. every time he does it now, I can see him suggest the amuse bouche and then panic because he's not thought of what it's going to be. Mm. Did you have it pre-planned? No. Oh. I did not know I was going to say peas in a pod. So it was amused even to me. I was amused by it. You were amused by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Worked out quite nicely. It did work out well yeah. from an anecdote perspective. Yeah, straight into the mushy peas anecdote. I so I mean, my, you didn't say mushy peas. Now that being a moose bouche, I really, really, really like. Yeah, you love them. 
but um, I just tweaked it a bit. I wouldn't have thought that you would like mushy peas. Why? Um, Because. Amy's immediately on the offensive. (laughs) Yeah. She's really confused. I mean, we we don't know each other very well. Obviously, you and Ed, brother and sister, fine. Yeah. But I. (laughs) Obviously. I, I I I don't really know you very well. So I just had. But when I've been around you and you've been eating food and talking about food and talking about your day-to-day routine, mm. sounds very healthy. Right. And oh. so mushy peas is what I would not mushy. I would not regard it as that. But I guess it's a bit of a it is a healthy food that you've kind of cheated and made it. It looks like it's unhealthy, but it's actually quite healthy. I don't know if it's healthy. I mean, it's peas, but like mm. they add stuff. They add stuff, but I don't even know if it is it peas because sometimes it's like. I have two, I've just realised I've got two more mushy peas on it. <laughs> yes! What? <laughs> so the first one is... That was even possible. You know Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Yes. <laughs> I find it very stressful. Very stressful. Because it's an unpleasant time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so one thing that got me through the last two years was if I couldn't sleep in the night or whatever... Oh, no. I would get up. Maybe just any time of day, actually, or night. If I was stressed... I would comfort eat mushy peas out of a tin from Lidl. <laughs> out of the tin, cold? Cold. And that would oh relax you, would it? God. With salt. So if you were a bit sad, you'd oh. eat mushy peas out of a tin and that would make you feel okay about no, your life? No, it didn't make me feel better. No, no, no. 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 That would have really made I mean, you spiral. I mean, it probably happened like a few times, but one of my friends came up in London just because I was struggling and I said, this is my weird habit, one of them, and she, she did it too and she really liked it. So you dragged your friends down with you? Up, yeah. You, you inspired her? <laughs> yeah. So she wasn't like, oh my God, I do that too. No, she, she was didn't like, that's rough, it. but I'll do it with you. Like, you know, we're in this together. Who's and this? then she liked it. Who's Joanna. Joanna Fleck. Joanna Fleck just does whatever you say. <laughs> she came up from London because you were having a bad time. Yeah. So she just dropped everything and came to, London, and came to Edinburgh. She that's really nice loves me. And then she ate some mushy peas with you because yeah. you were doing it. Yeah. I don't really do that anymore. Right, so that's... Anecdote number one. Uh, that's number two from the Promise Three yeah. Mushy Peas anecdotes. Yeah, the other one's actually quite sad. I don't know whether to tell it, but it was when I moved. The last one was sad, by the way. <laughs> yeah. All three of I'd say the first one wasn't happy. No, I like the first one because you were eating it to make your friends laugh. You're I'm trying like, to make yeah. your friends was laugh. Was Joanna Fleck one of your friends on the trip from the Isle of Wight? Oh, yeah. She oh. was. <laughs> That's good to hear, though, because yeah. otherwise I would have hated Tell it. Tell a like... lie, she wasn't there. Oh, she wasn't there. Oh, uh, <laughs> OK, back to sadness again. Flex only around for the bad times. Yeah. That's, that's what's sad, is yeah, that you yeah, don't yeah. involve Flex when you're having a laugh. No, yeah. she doesn't get good, Amy. So, mushy pea anecdote number three. It's sad. When I moved to the States, I was really worried about it because I didn't really want to come. Sorry, America. Um, and, and my boyfriend at the time was trying to be caring and sweet, oh. so he made me mushy peas. <laughs> But um, the it was just like peas and cream. What? Which is not mushy peas. So mm. the one I remembered it was because you That's said it's healthy. Peas. It's creamy peas. <laughs> it reminds me of the far show, cheesy peas. Cheesy peas. Which I wouldn't it? eat. No. No. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have any food the next day, so all I ate was creamy peas. Oh, so you did eat. I left you did eat the them, house. Yeah. Gary Goodrow took me. I said, "What's a good place to eat around here?" So okay, well, I'm gonna take you to Ken Shopson's restaurant. It's called Shopson's. He says, you're going to like it. It doesn't even look like a restaurant. <laughs> and it doesn't say restaurant anywhere. It says Shopson's General Store Groceries. What? Because that's what it was. It was a little corner store in uh, Greenwich Village. So he took me there. And I, this menu was insane. The guy who runs the place, Kenny Shopson, 
was a real amazing character. This big guy, always wore a headband, always had a T-shirt that looked like it hadn't been changed in decades. <laughs> is this kitchen much smaller, about half the size of the room we're in. So it was Light, like, it was lighting. a phone booth. And the menu had something like 300 items on it. And no one knew how he did it, but he came with stuff. So I scanned this and I said, oh my God, cashew tomato cream soup. And I had, it was like the best soup I'd ever had in my life. Wow. And it had, it had cabbage in it. I don't like cabbage, mm -hmm. but it was delicious. It was insane. <laughs> so I got that every time I went there, mm. every time I went there. And so it got to be where, you know, Kenny would say, he'd see me come, hey, Mikey, sit down. He'd say, you're going to have this. Soup? I say, yeah, I'm going to have the soup. So one day I ordered the soup and he says, I'm not going to make it for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of making you the soup. I'm going to make you something else. No, Kenny, I really, I'm going to make you something else. Come, it's freezing outside. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make you something I'll make you a turkey sandwich. I said, get a turkey sandwich anywhere. <laughs> and he says, all right, if it's not the best turkey sandwich you ever had, you don't have to pay for it. It was easily the best turkey sandwich wow. I've ever had. <laughs> this guy was amazing. I would also have my nan there. I'd bring her back with all her lovely psoriasis. <laughs> and me and her would make flapjacks because it's a thing we used to do when we were kids. When I was a kid, not her. And um, we'd make flapjacks together. It was like this weird thing we did. Um, and then we'd put them in the bin because we didn't really like flapjacks. And we genuinely did this. And it used to drive my mum insane. Like, she just couldn't, what? couldn't get her head around what it. What did you just say? It, yeah. You and your grandmother used yeah. to make flapjacks together and then put them in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Just, it was so much fun. Like, I don't know where it started. This weird, so weird tradition of, like, just, it go, put them in the bin. And just be... <laughs> We'd show it to mum and she'd watch us doing it and just going, this is getting ridiculous now. It's just this lovely little game we had. Um, at any point, did you did you think, we like cooking together, let's make something we like? We liked the anger it produced right. from my mum more than we did the cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we cooked to get to the the ex exasperation. Yeah. To, because we, we knew that in about an hour and a half's time, we were going to see my mum eight from a bin <laughs> that's the game we were playing my big television idea <laughs> bearing in mind you have a very successful sitcom already roshin this is your big television idea <laughs> it's called animals meeting animals and it's just animals who wouldn't have met other yeah. animals yeah. and we just watch them meet <laughs> four hours on a sunday if you're hungover and you just watch a horse meet an owl you watch a donkey meet a fish you just watch you bring them to places that they wouldn't have met and a, ma a mouse meeting a bat yes i want to get up for that thanks a donkey meeting a fish no maybe not a fish but like a dolphin also you gave you gave examples of animals that could quite possibly meet a horse meeting an owl that completely makes sense being in the same meeting each other probably okay a rabbit meeting a uh, goat, but like meeting each other. <laughs> that's still that's still gonna happen. A bear in real life. meeting a uh, a bear meeting a sheep. Yeah, sheep's dead. <laughs> the end of that episode is that the sheep is absolutely dead, and the bear is destroyed. This is the problem it. why I haven't actually made this show is because I because of the yeah. death. <laughs> You're going you're to have a bunch of dolphins pushing around a donkey corpse in the water, just passing a donkey between themselves as it floats slowly on the top of the surface. A tiger meeting a, a tiger meeting. I, like I feel like I've got into a pitch meeting. It's gone really hard. Yeah. Well, you stop, stop, stop naming predators. Stop going a tiger. Learn, learn from the bear thing. Okay, a bear 
No, not a bear. <laughs> um, a okay, a rabbit meeting a lamb. That sounds nice. Right, that sound nice. Yeah. Um, but they could eat, they could meet in the field though. Yeah, but you, know, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I presume they do meet. I'm just saying, let's capture this. Let's see them meet yes. and see them going. I just want to see the first time a lamb's like, what's that? <laughs> um, I um, I really love the vegan donuts from Crosstown Donuts. Now, I don't know if you've yep. tried yes. these. <sighs> <laughs> They're pretty phenomenal. That's one of the places where I would I I would opt for the vegan choice oh probably anyway because it's just as good if not better they are so delicious man you know like they they've got the because sometimes with donuts the sweet filling plus the sweet dough is too much but cross down donuts they do this thing where they'll put like rhubarb in the center and the tartness of the rhubarb cuts against the sweetness of the donut so beautifully mm. i absolutely love it i i i, I oh god so I think incredible. Crosstown got me into donuts because I don't, I don't think I was a massive donut guy before that, but Crosstown donuts, I'm, I'm all over that. Absolutely yeah. love Crosstown. Really good. Well, I, I think the problem with a lot of donuts is they just think more is more. Yeah. And so they add like shit on the top of it and they make mm. it like in this kind of monster confection. But actually what you want is something where the flavors complement each other and uh, Crosstown absolutely nailed that it's so so now, good i had an awful i had an awful situation where i was doing a writer's day and one of the people that were there had had sort of heard that i or, or i think they, they were the ones that introduced me to cross anyway they turned up with a box full of cross down donuts and they'd got like six vegan ones and they said romish i've got you vegan donuts and i was at that time trying to i was sort of hoping to get myself a six pack i was trying to restrain myself from eating that kind of stuff but because they'd gone to the trouble of doing it i felt like i should eat these vegan donuts so i ate quite a few of them <laughs> yeah um i don't i, I hate t- to point out to you romish but you have ordered something else that's just another deep fried thing mm. <laughs> oh god <laughs> So, do you know what that pause was? It wasn't even... I, I genuinely felt bleak. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. I saw you go, because I knew you felt bad about that anyway, when we were Shall talking we, about the Gobi 65, but you just ordered... Yeah, but, you yeah. know, the, the one consolation I have from the whole experience is at least the tango, the ice blast's not deep, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a heathen. It's the only time on this podcast... We've done a lot of episodes of this podcast now. It's the only time on this podcast where a guest... I've looked at a guest... And the look of their face literally says, what have I done? <laughs> like, <laughs> never seen that before, but proper like, what have I done? And regret like it's real. <laughs> because you came into this all like, oh, I can't wait to give some of my opinions on food and show off what a foodie I am. Deep fried chicken. <laughs> Deep fried chicken for starter. <laughs> Deep fried cauliflower. <laughs> Donut. Do you know what makes it even more disgusting? The sort of connoisseurry way I described the rhubarb going into the donut. Like uh, some sort of fucking cordon bleu distinguished prick. No, it's just another deep fried thing with sugar on, actually. Um, Mr. Brown. Yeah, Mr. Brown? No. Head teacher at, at, St. Andrews <laughs> uh, at St. Andrews Primary School. Oh, now, yes, of that course. Mr. Brown, yeah. Gets up. And it, this is the whole assembly. Is goes uh, once back in the twenties or something. A, a man went into a diner and he ordered uh, some chips, which is you call them fries, or and the chef makes them 
and he brings them out and then they send them out and the guy's like these aren't crisp enough I want them crisper and he sends them back and he cooks them for a bit longer and he sends them back out again he goes they're still not crisp enough I want them crisper than this and this goes on for ages the whole assembly was it but was this back and forth and every time the the chips came out he said these aren't crisp enough I want them crisper and eventually the guy was like so angry with this customer that he put them in there for ages and they sent it back out again and the waiter said the chef says you want them crisp you got them crisp and then that's how crisps were invented because <laughs> he made it he, he, he put the chips so far in the, the fryer for so long that they just got so thin that they were like potato chips as you would call them uh-huh. and, uh, and that's how crisps were invented because he said you want them crisp you got them crisp and that was a whole assembly sure sucks <laughs> oh James and what, I'm so moved. What, what was that? Well, <laughs> we were talking about the... Also... The, the origin story of, of cold cheese. It, it, cold cheese. And it reminded me of the origin story of crisps. But yeah. did you hear how Catherine, and, and Catherine did her origin story was apparently someone yeah. didn't want to burn the roof of their mouth because they were so hungry to put the cold cheese on. Bang, mm. done. Yes. In and out. You're very long. And yes. also, That's you Mr. the worst story to tell in America because chips mean crisps and crisps mean... Yeah, well, it's the worst episode to have to tell it on because I yeah. had to translate yeah. it as I went along. Oh, I should, I shouldn't, I really shouldn't be here. I <laughs> know. What an amazing story that was, James. Ah, oh, and I, I, I think it's true. It's definitely true that it is a story. But that's not the biggest news that's occurred this year. Of course, we're all aware of the biggest thing that's happened this year. It's affected everyone. Yes, that's right. Someone was kicked out of the dream restaurant. Finally, it happened. People thought it would never happen, but it blindsided everyone. And the person it blindsided the most was Jade Adams. Ah, the secret ingredient. That day was hundreds and thousands. We thought, surely, no one's going to pick that. Enter Jade and her friend Babs. (laughs) We come to your dessert. So, here's the question about dessert. Mm. The issue I have here is I could go with, like, fancy restaurant dessert here because I have a favourite of a fancy, like, you know, a fa- like fancy, just like a nice dessert you'd get at a restaurant that I always enjoy having. Uh-huh. However, I'm lying when I say that. I'm just trying to keep this, keep this facade that I actually um, have a refined palate when in mm-hmm. actual fact, if I wasn't massively over full say like i had an ever expanding stomach and it mm-hmm. and i didn't get full up the thing i would actually have the thing the thing i would actually have is um school dessert with mint custard oh just school dessert you know like the sponge the sponge with icing and the hundreds and thousands on top with mint mint custard <gasps> this is incredible jade jade this is a first in the dream restaurant. Now, Strap first in. of all, what I would like to say is that sounds n- like the school pudding sounds nice. The mint custard is a bit of a... Sw- we didn't see that coming. Fine, but we don't, don't need to talk about that. I don't know if you're aware that. of this, Jade. Every episode we do, we have a secret ingredient that if the guest mentions it, they get kicked out the restaurant and don't get any dinner. <laughs> it has never happened before. No one has ever said it. On the first episode we did, Scroobius Pip said it, but then agreed to not have it on the thing. But that was only because it was the first episode. We wanted people to know what the format was. It would have yeah. been confusing if we put it out and just we kick a guy out. And that's not the whole podcast. And so we said we'd never allow that again. This week, the secret ingredient is hundreds and thousands. <laughs> Jade Adams, please leave the dream restaurant. Yeah. 
not getting any dinner. (laughs) You are not getting any dinner. No dinner. You are out on your ass. And leave the pants behind. Leave the pants. They stay here now. All the post that was delivered to the restaurant stays in the dream restaurant. Pants are ours. Put the pork in the bin. (laughs) Pour that jungle bird in the sink. Yeah. No dinner for Jade. Oh, I can't believe it's happened. (laughs) I can't believe it would be hundreds and thousands that did it. Wait there. Wait there. Oh, going away again. Oh, man, we've done it. We've actually kicked someone out. We've actually done it. And it was right at the end as well. It was the perfect time for it to happen. She got to say all the things she wanted, and now we're going to put it all in the bin. Oh, my God. I feel so alive. So excited about our menu. I've always wondered how we would feel when someone says it. And I always thought that we would feel awful. I, I, I thought one day when someone says the secret ingredient, I'm going to feel really bad about chucking them out. And I felt so excited. Oh, oh what man. has she got here? She's she's genuinely got a bag of hundreds and thousands in her That's house. a whole bag. That's a massive bag as well. <laughs> no They're one has hundreds of thousands in their house. What the hell? Yeah, oh, she, she's currently eating them out of the bag. Yep, she's yeah. eating them out of the bag. You can yeah. eat them on the bus on the way home from the dream restaurant because <laughs> you are out of here, Jade. Yeah. Fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Jade bagger hundreds and thousands. <laughs> Jade bagger hundreds and thousands. <laughs> New hashtag. I can't believe I've been kicked out. Oh. What are the chances? What are the chances? I'd say hundreds of thousands. And yeah. so so happy it's just when you've you've talked about everything you want and you're so excited about the whole menu and now we get to say you don't get any of it. Well, I get hundreds of thousands because I got a mirror. <laughs> Eating them. That's Jade Adams post workout routine. A cigarette <laughs> and a bag of hundreds and thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jade, normally at this point we say thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, but we don't need to be polite to you because you picked hundreds of thousands. Oh, how's uh, it feel, Jade? Do you know what? I feel fucking great because I'm the one person who got kicked out. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that makes me punk. I'm like Liam Gallagher right now. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yes, bitches. Come outside with me, guys. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast about hundreds of thousands and you go struggle <laughs> on your fucking... Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Jade. It's a shame that you couldn't get any dinner today. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 feel, oh, feel so alive. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my James A. Castor Best Show Chortle Comedy Awards 2019 award that I have in my house because you haven't picked it up yet. I thought you've got that. And I'm going to... No, don't put it in hundreds and thousands. Don't come <laughs> in hundreds and thousands. No, <laughs> don't come on my award in hundreds and thousands, Jane. I've put hundreds and thousands all oh, over no. your award. There it is. I'm going to take You're a using it like a plate. I'm going to take a picture. Yeah, oh, take a no. picture of it. Oh, no. Oh, Absolutely no. love it. <laughs> come in my award with the secret ingredient. <laughs> well, I'm going to put that out there. That's the weirdest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. <laughs> Also, not many guests have in their house an award that was meant for me. I've got and two. a bag of hundreds of yeah, thousands. You got you got two of two two awards that I wasn't there for. Yeah. You and Rich picked them up. I won there. Rich was. Rich picked it up. Well, uh Jade, normally we read the order back to you, but not gonna do that today. Oh no, I am gonna read the order back to her actually. Oh, okay. Water. Nothing. <laughs> Papa Dom's or bread. <laughs> Fuck all. 
<laughs> starter in your dreams. <laughs> Main course, zilch. Side dish, as if dessert, you can cram it forever. None of this. You're getting none of it. In the bin, in the bin, in, 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 the bin, bin, bin. You're not getting any, or you're not getting N.A. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Jade. I'm sorry it didn't work out for you this time. Fuck you both. We were absolutely reeling after that, James. Well, on that bombshell... Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, I hope you all made the most out of 2020. We'll be back in the new year with Series 5. And to end, well, Ed, how about we do, what say you, our annual Poppadoms or Bread compilation? I would love that, James. Thank you so much. Thanks to James. Thanks to the great Benito. I've had a lovely time. You know, it's been a great year. I've, I've, really, I've really done great this year, um, as everyone has. Uh, thanks so much um, for everyone out there i think i've made the most of all my opportunities uh and just thanks thanks so much thank you ed you've been amazing and thank you for me too the better gorgon i just want to say guys it's been a great 2020 i'll see you in 2021 on the upside down fuck you better gorgon i'm gonna get a coffee poppadoms or bread <laughs> poppadoms or bread susie poppadoms or bread Papa what? <laughs> what is he saying? You guys have bastardized the English language beyond all recognition. Papa Doms? What's Papa Dops? Why don't you call me later, do a video call later, and I'll take you through it, okay? Okay, thank you, Ed. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> right, so we've got spa- spa- Papa Doms or bread? <sighs> it's so hard. I think we can all agree the worst time to hear what's for dinner, mummy, from a stranger is on a creepy service station bridge. Pop-ups or bread, mummy! Pop-ups or bread! Fuck you! It was just, it was, it was a little bit of gold. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Pop-ups or bread! Pop-ups or bread, David! Pop-ups or bread! Papa Doms or bread? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Papa Noms, yeah. Pop Noms or bread? Pop Noms or bread, Jen? Pop Noms or bread? Uh, bread. Yeah, flaky <laughs> lemon. Pop Noms or bread? <laughs> Pop Noms or bread, Paul? Pop Noms or bread? I'm going to say bread. Pop Noms or bread? Pop Noms, without a doubt. I think that might be the quickest response we've ever had to that. Don't know. Lost touch with him. Yeah, I should imagine so. Pop Noms or bread? Do what? <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Diane? Oh, Poppadoms or bread. I thought you said problems or bread. Oh, I love fart show goss. <laughs> <laughs> I know we sound so rock and roll, don't we? That's what I'm here for. There Pop we are. or bread? <laughs> Say that again. Poppadoms or bread? Oh, bread. Poppadoms or bread? <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Jean? Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms. Yeah. Wait, no. Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread, Wyatt? Papa Dubs or bread? Bread. Straight away, bread. Yeah, yeah something like that. Papa Dubs or bread? <laughs> Papa Dubs or bread? Anthony Head! Papa Dubs or bread? He just Anthony made me jump. Head. Papa Dubs or bread? Anthony Head! Anthony whipped a steak out there. Yeah, absolutely. Just shatter steak no, just, out. It, no, he just, just shattered, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Dubs or bread? Papa Dubs or bread, Sarah? 
This is the bit I knew was going to happen. Saucy A. Combo for two from Moshe. Pop-it-ups or bread? Pop-it-ups or bread? I'll take... I'm going to go bread. Pop-it-ups or bread? Oh, bread. Bread. Bread for sure. Still on sparkling water, Joe? Sparkling. Sparkling water. Pop-it-ups or bread? Pop-it-ups or bread, Joe? Pop-it-ups or bread? Bread, please. Water. Yeah. House water. Whatever they recommend. Pop-it-ups or bread? Pop-it-ups or bread, uh, actually, bread. Pop it up, absorb bread. What? Pop it up, absorb bread. A partner. Pop it up, absorb oh, bread. See, I'm ready because I listened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bread. Didn't scare, scare you proper. <laughs> Pop it up, absorb bread. Pop it up, absorb bread, Emily. Uh, Pop it up, absorb bread. I'm going to go bread. I'm going to go bread. <laughs> okay. Oh, we've got Is your it... farm in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> you. You're genuinely sad. Like, I, yeah. I thought he was going to cry. Oh, no. Pop it up, absorb bread. Pop it up, absorb bread, Catherine. Pop it up. That was a big. That was a big swing from James because you're about to take a sip out of a can. Yeah, but I'm ready for gone very badly. Like, I didn't know so that. Was, I, I only realised it at the last minute. I was yeah. like, uh oh, I'm about to get vanilla coke all over me. <laughs> Listen, I'm cool as a cucumber. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite clever. Pop arms or bread. Pop arms or bread. <laughs> Pop arms or bread. Right, well, so I eat load. I eat an absolute shed load of bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you oh. swim? This genie does. Lovely. Mm-mm. I can swim, yeah. Pop loves or bread! Uh, Pop loves or bread, Ivo! Pop loves or bread! Um, what a moment. Uh, <laughs> you jumped. Well, what was you annoying? Jump. What was well, annoying? I'm quite was, pleased with that. Uh, well, I like the podcast and I've listened to it a lot and I've thought I'm not going to get a bamboozled by this pop or bread business. <laughs> but obviously you're a master of your craft and <laughs> what you've made me do is you've made me picture you swimming in the stretch <laughs> And I was having such a nice time <laughs> picturing that logo. <laughs> Pop it up, absorb bread. <laughs> Pop it up, absorb bread, Reggie. Pop it up, absorb bread. Ah, uh, bread, because Pop it up, stick to the roof of my mouth. I don't get them. <laughs> Pop it up, absorb bread. Pop it up, absorb bread, Sam. It does catch you off guard. I thought today. <laughs> I thought I was like, I'm ready for it. I'm going to be ready. But it does get you. It does get you. Thank you so much, but no thank you. Hmm. Pop it up, absorb bread. <laughs> Pop it up, absorb bread, Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> this is very good. Not Pop it yeah. Texas toast. Big ass Is it just toast. big toast? Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Pop it up or bread! <laughs> Pop it up or bread, Catherine! Pop it up or bread! What the hell? What? Pop it up or bread! What's Pop it up? Nice. Pop it up or bread! Pop it up or bread! David O'Dockerty, pop it up or bread. I even know I don't even know what your water order is. I'm seeing the, the countdown here on the screen and I'm scared. <laughs> what is the smallest, smallest unit of British currency? I was all the one to know. Pop it up, absorb bread. Bread. Pop it up, absorb bread. Pop it up, absorb bread, Sarah Millican. Um, I think so. I've got another question. Um, are there repercussions in the dream restaurant? For example, I have a slight lactose and gluten intolerance, which I just ride out. I just eat what I like and drink what I like, and I just deal with the consequences, which are sometimes horrific. Pop-ups or bread? Pop-ups or bread? Thomasina Myers. Pop-ups or bread? Bread rubbed in garlic, charred, blackened, and olive oil. Okay, maybe over to Spain to a Michelin star restaurant. Had a Sometimes stay. I like to be fancy. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. There's yeah, time and absolutely. Place. Yeah, pop it up or bread. Pop it up or bread, Noah. Yeah, poppadoms or bread. Now this is a, confuse a lot of what? our. Yes, don't American worry. Guess everything becomes a, a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> pop it up or bread. What? Pop it up or bread. Michael McKean. Oh, pop it up or bread. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, charcoal totally. filtered water. You can yeah. have a charcoal filtered water. Yeah. Pop loves or bread. Pop loves or bread. I love. Poppy. Pop loves or bread. Poppy. Poppy dumbs or bread. Poppy dumbs or bread. Poppy dumbs or bread. Ovi. Poppy dumbs or bread. An excellent, excellent reaction shot from there, Ovi. Poppy dumbs or bread. Poppy dumbs or bread. Corey Taylor. Poppy dumbs or bread. Ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bread. Pop dumbs or bread. Pop dumbs or bread, Roddy. Pop dumbs or bread. I love Ben uh, in the corner of my eye making notes as yeah, we talk, yeah. trying to decide what to keep in and what not to keep yeah, in. That'll yeah, that'll happen. You gotta awesome. not you yeah. gotta not look at him during yeah, the podcast. This is, this is the equivalent of the audience response. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. it's pretty demeaning it sometimes is, when you is. tell an anecdote and then you look over and he's scribbling away. Yeah, yeah. 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 Edit point, yeah. Don't um, ever look at uh yeah, I mean honestly, we talk about Melbourne food. I mean for white people, high eating, Melbourne's pretty high up there, but I mean, Singapore, you know, Singapore and Malaysia for me mm-hmm. kills the food game. There's no, there's nothing that you can, f- like in Melbourne, you can't, anyway, you can't find that cuisine anywhere else. Singapore and Mal- Mal- Malaysian food, you, mm. there's no, no one has done it well outside of Singapore and Malaysia. Right, yeah. Yeah, definitely not the UK. But I mean, even, you know, Australia or, or um, even in America, you're hard pressed to find good Singapore like the it where it tastes actually the way it's supposed to taste. Right, yeah. yeah. Huge shout out to Ronnie for completely ignoring the poppadoms. Poppadoms or bread. Poppadoms or bread. I didn't know what you were saying. Poppadoms or bread, Ronnie. What is that? What is that? Poppadoms or bread. What is that? Is that like a poppadoms or bread? Is that like poppadoms or poppadoms or bread? I think you're saying poppadom is a bread. Poppadoms or bread. But poppadom. Poppadoms or bread is. Technically a cracker, I think. Poppadoms or bread? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Poppadoms <laughs> or bread? Oh, you actually did say poppadoms are bread? Or. Oh, or bread. Okay. But where would you yell that? Oh, you're asking me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's pretty good. Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread, okay. Richard Herod? Poppadoms or bread? Must be changing your mind we on move the water on? now. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Dom's or bread? <laughs> Papa Dom's or bread, Terry? Papa Dom's or bread? So You're saying Papa Dom? Papa Dom's so or bread. So Indian yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um... I had assumed that had slipped your mind, but it hadn't. <laughs> Papa Dom's or bread? <laughs> well, look, I, I, uh, thank you for your question, James. Um, <laughs> If I was a listener of this podcast, which I've established I'm not, <laughs> I would think, well done, James. That's really good knowledge. You know? <laughs> Pop dumbs or bread? Pop dumbs or bread, Harry? Pop bread, dumbs bread, or bread? Bread, 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 bread. Definitely bread. <laughs> olive bread. Pop dumbs or bread? Pop dumbs or bread, Gokwan? Poppadoms or bread, even though you've already said poppadoms there. Yeah, interesting. You're the first guest to ever pip us to the post with that question and get in I beforehand. To the post for a poppadom. I haven't got the first idea, but anyway, I could team up with someone knowledgeable, Ed Gamble. Poppadoms or bread? A. Poppadoms or bread, Joe Brand? Poppadoms or bread? Oh, I'm going to show myself up yet again as a Philistine, but bread. Moving right along. <laughs> poppadoms or bread? <laughs> Poppadoms or bread, Josh? Poppadoms or bread? <laughs> and I couldn't give away the sandwich. That's my time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Go. That was a response to your heckle. Yeah, that yeah. was a question. What would you like us to put it into when we remove it, though? Sparkling, please. <laughs> <laughs> Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms or bread, Louis? 
Papa Dom's or bread? Um, <sighs> Papa Dom's or bread? I think I'm going to go bread. Oh, here's the thing. Usually, uh, at this point in the podcast, after we've talked about the water, I'd shout Papa Dom's or bread at you really loud. Ed, yeah. I'll say this to you. It, I find Anthony is like... Uh, I, I, I'm more fra- afraid of him than I ever guess we've ever had. <laughs> you just seem like a guy who wouldn't take any shit. This is true. And so yeah. far, I feel like if I don't expect him to shout at you, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, I would I would definitely control the sound of your voice. Yeah. yeah. The level of it. I didn't feel like it would go well No. if I yelled at you suddenly out of nowhere. I mean, I did it to, did it to so many people. Yeah. Yelled at Terry Hatcher. I didn't give it a second thought. Yeah. But... You have a natural authority as well, and I, d- I also don't think yeah. it, if he shouted at you, I don't think it would affect you at all. No, I wouldn't be thrown by it. Yeah. Um, but, but whatever you're going to say next, I would write it down yeah. and then pass me the piece of paper yeah. just to be safe. Yeah. You built it up too much. Would you prefer that he did everything through me at this point? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Hey, can you ask Anthony? Uh, Papa Dom's or bread? Would you like Papa Dom's or, or bread, Anthony? Uh, what is a Papa Dom? He says, what is a Papa Dom? Pop it or bread! Pop it or bread, Roisin! Pop it or bread! <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs>